All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 183. I am one of your hosts, my name is Fred Rojas, and joining me tonight, as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? Happy official Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. You know, last, last week it was in our future, but in their past, all right? right? Yeah, it's true. But this week, it's in everybody's past. It is. We've had it now. We're playing with time here. We're playing with the time continuum. I know, this and show. this is where people are like, the lead time, right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to talk mm. about Thanksgiving now. We also, um, just to help remind <laughs> me, I want to talk uh, in the games area, or maybe in between. Um, mm -hmm. Scoop got his hands on that new PSP. What is it? The yes, PlayStation I saw Portal. That. And yes. I want to talk very briefly about what that is I mean, because I think for listeners of this show, they're going to get a lot of uh, noise from the, the media. And uh, Scoop uh, offered some enlightening comments that I think yeah, we so, should work with. So. You're on Twitter, and I'm very, I'm very interested in this thing. Yeah, yeah. So, And I've, got, I've done some more uh, information beyond that, and, and I got to take a look at one. So um, we can talk a little bit about it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So awesome. Scoop probably is like, yeah, he's not going to talk about it on the show. Not, I don't even think Scoop asked us to talk about it on the show. I do think he was like, if either of you are curious about anything, right? We were chatting on Twitter, but I don't right. think it was with the intent of the show. But I do think we should talk about it. But see, Scoop, that's how long it takes for us to get to it. <laughs> that's right. But uh, anyway. he's, he's forgot what we were even talking about. But I was like, right. what is this now? I sold it already on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, Trees. Well, um, I guess if, if you're cool with it, let's just kick it off. Uh, I It's my week, so... Oh, okay. I'll just jump into it. So I had Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll talk about Thanksgiving a little bit. Um, okay. But I had Thanksgiving. We, um, we don't... Uh, we don't cook at this house um, a turkey. We haven't cooked... We have before. I've baked a, a couple turkeys in the past, and it went fine. No disasters. Um... But out here in Kansas, we got a lot of barbecuers. And so you can get a uh, Thanksgiving dinner from a barbecue place with a smoked turkey um, for a relatively inexpensive price. So, um, smoked? <clears throat> yeah. Smoked turkey is good. We had smoke that whole bird. So, yeah. there's a place by us here. It was 130 bucks. No, I think they raised the price. I think it's 150 now. Um, you get a 14-pound turkey, okay. fully smoked, ready to rock. You get a gallon of mashed potatoes. Mm. You get uh, a quart of gravy. You get um, a quart of, no, two quarts of green beans, two quarts of stuffing, a quart of cranberry sauce. That's <laughs> a lot. Right? A lot you get 12 dinner rolls. And you get... <laughs> oh, an entire pumpkin pie. I think a 16-inch <laughs> pumpkin pie. They did have other flavors. I think you could also get apple pie, cherry pie, or pecan pie. But we went okay. pumpkin. We went pumpkin. Nice. And it was 150 mm -hmm. And so we talked to Julie's dad because we do the thing where we... Um, we do my parents one Thanksgiving and then we do her parents another Thanksgiving. So it was her family's up. And mm. so we talked to him and 
we were like, you want to go have these on a, on a smoked turkey? He goes, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so he threw us 75 bucks and we got a smoked turkey. Mm-hmm. And it's great because yeah. you go pick it up the day before. And I mm-hmm. mean, it was like, I got to do it on lunch break. My time, my pickup time was 1130 in the past. Um, at this place, it was um, it was less organized, but in the last few years, especially with COVID, they got much more organized. And um, yeah, you just walk in there and you're like, pick up for Rojas. They're like, all right, one sec. And uh, they give you a huge bag and with all the stuff. And then they walk say a whale out barrel? with the tray. Well, they, they give you a huge, they, so they can fit everything into like, think of like the big old like double-sized Trader Joe mm-hmm. bags with like the strings. Think of like a big Macy's bag. Like they give yeah. you one of those, and that's got all your shit in it, including I, your instructions. I think it would have been. F- it's funnier if they bring it out on a cart, yeah, like one of those right. carts you yeah. bring stuff in into a, a tie rise building, you know, mm-hmm. a little step cart. That would have been funnier. And well, and they probably would have if it was alone. But of course, they now have like teenagers, which I'm just guessing it was the owner's son, who mm-hmm. bring your your turkey out. So your turkey's already in foil. So your turkey's cooked, but it's already in a mm-hmm. foil pan. And it's got foil wrapped around the top. And so they just tell you, and you get cooking instructions and stuff. So he walks out to your car. Um, and so on the day of, you just uh, heat the oven to 325. There's, there's schools of thought. Uh, it's either 250, 325, or 350. We went 325 this year. I'll probably do 250 next year if we go that route again. But we might do th- we'll be doing Thanksgiving with my mom, and she usually cooks. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, and uh, if you do 250, it's four hours. Well, it's, what is it? It's, I think it's 20 minutes per pound if you do 250. If you do no 325, idea. it's 10 minutes per pound. So for a 14-pound turkey, 140 minutes, that's two and a half hours. So we did two and a half hours at 325. I put the bird in at, um, at 10 a.m., got it out at 1230 and you know trees it smelled like just smoky turkey throughout the whole kitchen Mm -hmm. it was killing people and then you got to vent it so you got to open up the foil you don't take the foil off but you kind of do a little tent thing where like steam can release and you give it like Mm. it spends like 20 minutes releasing it and then you carve it up so and i I did pour some turkey broth on it too i did about two cups of turkey broth in the bed just give it a nice thin layer of back i know I know the Friendsgiving I was at that we talked about last week that I went to, there was two turkeys. There was uh, the wife cooked the regular turkey, and then the husband smoked his turkey. And then he makes it like a competition, like who eats Mm -hmm. what. And I got to say, the smoked smoked turkey wins, always wins. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very popular. I was just eating – even Autumn ate the skin, right? Like you got to have that skin. Um and it was really good. Like it was fall off the bone when I reheated it. Like I couldn't get the turkey leg. It just fell apart, which was mm-hmm. great. Nice tender meat. Um, so that, that went well. The mashed potatoes were a hit too because they do like home. All that stuff was homemade. So it was like smoky mashed potatoes too because it was like a, it was a, a barbecue joint that just made turkey dinners. <laughs> mm. So, um, but yeah, it was very good. We thoroughly enjoyed it for Thanksgiving. Um, and everybody, everybody ate and enjoyed it. Autumn still won't try mashed potatoes, though. She's so fucking stubborn. I was like, <laughs> I think you'd really like mashed potatoes. So, and we did two types of gravy. We did uh, the brown gravy, and then I made the country gravy, like the the white flour based sausage gravy. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yep. Um, so I made that. That went really well with the stuffing. I really like their stuffing. Um, 
And then Julie did make a green bean casserole, right? Because you can't, they gave us green beans, but they were like bacon, you know, like, like green beans that you make at a barbecue joint, right? Mm-hmm. So Julie wanted just traditional green bean casserole. So we did that. Um, so yeah, we had a good time. And we eat early with her family. With my family, we eat late. I remember Julie's always in misery because they're always like, let's get together at 5 p.m. And we eat sometime between 6 or 7. And then you're uncomfortable stuffed at like 9 p.m. on Thursday. And Julie Julie doesn't really care for that. Whereas her family, yeah, we're done by, we ate at 1. (laughs) Yeah, that's when, yeah, when I go to my wife's family, it's like, yeah, noon. Yep. (laughs) It's lunch. Thanksgiving lunch. I also got... I also got barbecue sauce with the turkey tree. So there's a very famous um, barbecue joint here. It's been on like diners, drive-ins, and dives because it was in a gas station. The original location's mm-hmm. in a gas station. It's called used to be called Oklahoma Joe's. It's now called KC okay. Joe's. And I, I saw think it's that because one. yeah, Oklahoma Joe's. People don't realize this, but he's not from Oklahoma. He's never lived in Oklahoma. He he didn't start in Oklahoma, um, and so I think that's why he changed it to KC Joe's. And there was a place in Oklahoma that opened up called Oklahoma Joe's. And so I think it was also confusing people. So I think that's why he changed it. Um, But uh, yeah, so what happened was I went to Crazy Good Eats. They actually have a good sauce too. Um, Their sauce is a little sweeter than I would like. They have a regular and a a spicy sauce. And it's a little too sweet for me. But most people like sweet barbecue sauce. So there you go. Oklahoma Joe's is a lot more smoky. Um, and then they have this great, their spicy sauce is called night of the living sauce. It's got a bunch of zombie pigs. Um, and so I did not buy any barbecue sauce when I went and picked up at crazy good eats. And since I bought a Thanksgiving dinner, I probably could have asked them for some sides of barbecue sauce and they would have freely given it to me, but I just didn't ask. And, um, then the more throughout the day I thought about it, I was like, man, we really should have some barbecue sauce with it. And, um, crazy good eats had closed at five that day, which makes sense. They're, you know, they're going to go to get ready for Thanksgiving the next day. Um, so they had closed at five on, fr- on Wednesday and uh, I was like, fuck, I can't get any sauce. So then Oklahoma Joe's sells their bottled sauce to all of our local grocers. So I was able to go in there <clears> and just <throat> buy some sauce at the grocery store. So, but it was good. It was good. Um, and then we did our second uh, tradition trees, which mm-hmm. was uh, we, uh, we then went and saw a movie Autumn and my my mother-in-law stayed at home, didn't go to this movie with us, but we went and saw the slasher film Thanksgiving. Oh, how was it? Eli Roth joint. Um, It was good. It was very good. First of all, it was a good slasher movie. Like, it was in the vein of, like, a traditional slasher. Okay. But it's Eli Roth, who, if you don't know him... Oh, I know him. He was a horror guy who... He actually did help get um there's a i think i talked about this last week but there's a there's a rubber turkey slasher that's on like voodoo and various other streaming platforms called thanks killing and it was made in like toronto by a bunch of college kids for like ten thousand bucks or something uh it looks like it was filmed on like a vhs you know camcorder um Mm -hmm. and he helped them get funded but eli ross claim to fame was hostile he made a movie right. called Cabin Fever. I don't know if you've seen that, um, which was about basically kids who get leprosy in the woods. And if this is a repeat, I've told this story before. But it's about these kids yeah. who go to the woods and they, they find a person in the woods that has a disease where their skin falls off, so like leprosy. Mm. And as they slowly start getting it, they, they turn on each other. 
right? And then it gets very violent because their skin's falling off, so that's gross. And then the things they do to each other is even grosser. But then Eli Roth took it to the next level, and even if you haven't seen it, you know, Hostel was, like, infamous at the time for just yeah, being like, just a torture porn gore fest. Like, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. So that's where he got his claim to fame. He has since been in the background. He does some movies from time to time, but he's been in the background. Like, he didn't do Hostel 2 or 3, uh, but he, like, produced them, right? He'll throw money their way. Because horror movies, Eli Roth knows the bread and butter of horror movies. Like, he basically started a production company, and, you know, he's good friends with Quentin Tarantino and stuff like that. So that's where he gets his... Uh, that's where he that's where he got into Hollywood, right? Um, right. But um, <clears throat> t- I, I don't remember if he I don't remember if he's one of the Bloomhouse guys who do a lot of the horror movies that are in theaters nowadays, or if he did his own studio that he got through Tarantino, like he works adjacent to Tarantino. But like he's smart. He just makes a bunch of five million dollar movies that you just throw to theaters, right? With like little fanfare. And mm-hmm. you just get a, a production deal. You make them for five million. You distribute them for five million, and they don't have to make much. If they make ten million, you make your money back, right? And right, that's exactly right. what Thanksgiving is. It's in that exact same vein. Um, and so it was good to see a movie by him. Um, and so what I'll tell you is this is very tame by Eli Roth standards. Uh, this this horror movie, but it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's a Thanksgiving movie. And do you know its origins? Did I talk about its origins yet? You might have mentioned them, but okay. go ahead. Because I can't remember. So Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez got together and made a movie called Grindhouse. Right. Uh, probably 10 I mean, years yeah. back. Rose McGowan has a gun for a leg in it. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt Russell is in the second one, which is the Tarantino one about this guy who likes to murder people by getting into car wrecks with, with his them. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, it was Planet Terror and Death Proof were the two movies. And if you went and saw it at the theaters, they did all the movies together and there were mm-hmm. fake trailers in them. And the first trailer was Machete and Robert Rodriguez right. ended up making that making movie that. Yep. quite a while ago with Danny Trejo as the lead. The other two trailers in the movie was um, Robert uh, Rob Zombie did a trailer called Werewolf Women of the SS. And it was about Nazi Hitler mm. figures out how to make like werewolf women. And that's a very grindhouse style movie, right? right? They made movies like that, exploitation films like that in the seventies. And um, Rob Zombie didn't love the Hollywood circuit. Like shortly after that, he did the new Halloween and he really kind of went away from Hollywood. And now he just makes, you know, his movies on his own terms, you know, like three from hell and stuff like that. And, they're varying degrees of quality, but whatever. So Werewolf Woman of the SS never was going to happen. But Eli Roth did the third one called Thanksgiving. It was a very vulgar trailer. Um, I don't think it's easy to find on YouTube or stuff nowadays. And anybody who has Grindhouse is definitely familiar with this trailer. But that trailer had some just nasty stuff in it. Some gnarly Eli Roth stuff in it. Um, such as a cheerleader jumping on a trampoline and she's trying to get her boyfriend horny. And so she drops her spanks while she's jumping on the trampoline. And then she goes and does the splits, right? To show him the goods. And you see a blade come up through the trampoline and she oh. lands on it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and um, there's another one where a girl goes to blow her boyfriend in the car. And, um, um, and she stops for a minute and she goes, Hey, am I doing a good job or what? And he's got no head. Like he's, yeah. his head's been, yeah, no, like none of this. Yeah. And then the last one, he, uh, stuffs a woman as a turkey, the killer. 
And then he has sex with the stump. Oh. And so it was very, I, I don't know how they got away with that in an R-rated movie. <laughs> but so what I will say is I had to see this movie because he kept trying to make this movie. Right. And if you use that trailer and just fish it around, you can see why nobody would make this movie. Right. Right. And Bloomhouse finally did do this movie. I think it's Bloomhouse. Um, so I don't know if Eli Roth went through his traditional things for making this movie, but you can tell this movie was going to be different. Like it couldn't, they couldn't do everything that was in that trailer because, first of all, it's very extreme. I don't think he'd ever get an R rating. Second of all, like, just right off the bat, Patrick Dempsey is one of the leads in the movie, right? And um, Gina Gershon's in this film, which I have a huge crush on Gina Gershon. I think she just keeps aging like a fine wine. So when I saw her at the beginning, I didn't realize she's not in the trailers and stuff. So I was like, oh, shit, Gina Gershon's in this. Um, and there's a couple of other stars that are well-known that are in this movie. And so I was like, okay. Because of that and various other things, I was like, you know, I don't think this is going to be... So this is this is not as raunchy or rough or sex-crazed as that mm-hmm. that trailer was. Eli Roth always liked to mix, like, sex and violence, and that's kind of like a no-no for a lot of people, me included. Like, yeah, I, I don't love that kind of stuff. Um. <laughs> But I do like practical effects, good gore effects. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Friday the 13th stuff. Um, and I'd say that's what you get here. Um, so the movie is more tame, um, but it's got some good gore kills. You know? So there's that. There is um, there's some, some gore kills that'll make you kind of, squ- you know, go, um, but it's not like hostile and there's no torture shit. Um, so, but it was a, it was a, it was a good movie. Um, I did dig it, um, and and I think anyone who was in the movies with us had some fun. There was only three other people in the movie with us, um, and uh, we weren't sure if the theater was going to be able to sell alcohol because we didn't drink at Thanksgiving. Um, we weren't sure if the theater was going to be able to sell alcohol, and so we did do a classic. We snuck some beers in trees. I did, oh, the, uh, I did a leather coat, and I had a, a tall boy in each of my uh, in inside pockets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Julie had two in Old her purse. School. Yeah. So, but uh, so we we had a couple of beers that helped it. That helped that movie make it more fun. But we all had a good time. Um, eh, I don't know if Brian did. I don't know if Julie's brother did. He doesn't like horror yeah. movies to begin with. Yeah, so I, don't I don't know like if he him. loved it. Um, but he he stayed for it. He was amused by it. Um, what I will say without getting into it was the the premise has... I didn't know what they were going to use as a premise. The premise is, at the beginning of the movie, is Black Friday gone bad. A Black Friday sale. Okay. And I'll just leave it at that. But they, they have a lot of fun with that. And so um, it, was, it was pretty funny. And that was all funny. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than anything else. So, so they were having fun with it. But Thanksgiving was a good movie. Uh, if you like slasher films, you might want to go check it out. You can tell it's not going to be at the theaters very long. And I already saw today that Voodoo said, like, it's going to be hitting streaming by, like, Christmas. So, like, yeah. <laughs> that movie knows what it is. Um, right, right, right. So, yeah. Um, but, and actually, really quick, just to wrap up my week, um, the only other thing we did was yesterday... Julie had pre-bought us, so we had gotten tickets in advance. Um, oh, and for the record, trees I didn't go anywhere on 
um, Black Friday other than, let's see, I went to the gym. Nice. And, oh, you know what, though? Julie's hair dryer broke. And she needed a new hair dryer. And she ordered it to, at Target to have me go pick it up. And I did go to Target on Black Friday. But just uh, the car side pickup. And while it yeah. was batshit insane in the parking lot, they brought me my shit in like five minutes and the person was super nice. So like, there you, go. you know, nothing to write home about. I, I had to get nothing. my oil changed on Black Friday too. Would it surprise you? It was, a, it was at the dealership and it was on appointment. It was at like 9 a.m. Nothing. I got nothing. in there. It was dead. <laughs> they had my car ready by 9.30. I went home. <laughs> but anyway... Um, but, uh, so didn't do any black Friday shopping or otherwise. Um, and then, uh, and then yesterday, uh, Julie bought us for something called enchant and it's like a Kansas city thing, uh, at our, our outdoor mall called the legends. And there's a baseball field, like a minor league baseball field in the middle of the legends. Mm -hmm. And so they covered it with ice and did an ice skating rink. And then there's also, but you don't have to ice skate because it was actually extra, but it's actually just like a big light maze. So it's like a big outdoor light maze where you can see Christmas lights and stuff like that. And they have like Santa's workshop and cocoa and, you know, little shops and things like that. Um, and so she bought us tickets to that in advance and she bought ice skating. So we had, Autumn had a friend spend the night and the four of us went out there and it was the craziest thing. Like they had some snow planned, but what ended up happening was while we were eating dinner before going to the thing, cause we had like a, they did that thing where there's like certain times where you go in. So our time in was six o'clock. I don't know. I think it was five 30. And then our skating time was six 15. So we went out to dinner at like four 30 and ate around five and it started snowing. And by the time we had done it there, I can send you a picture, but, mm -hmm. um, but it was like full blown, like, Heavy snow, but like not where you're worrying about what the roads are going to be like afterwards, but just a very like winter wonderland kind of situation here. I'll send you a quick picture that I took uh, when we were getting done um, that uh, you can see the snow falling and everything. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was a little cold. It was like 32 out um, and it's taking a minute to send you the stuff. So, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath, but you should probably get it by the time I'm done with my story. But that was kind of, that was really fun. And Autumn got to go ice skating. She'd been once before, um, and she was a little nervous, but once we got used to it, um, once she got used to it, you know, after about 10, 15 minutes, I don't know. Do you ice skate? I would assume Boston hockey. No, I don't. I don't ice skate. I've I skate now because of my son, because he's skating. Oh, right, he, right. So I... Ice you can skate, you can yeah. just like skate on ice, right? Yes, there it is. There it is. Ooh, pretty. But yeah, so we got the good snowfall and everything. Um, that's nice. Yeah, that that was the maze. That that's just a picture of the maze. But yeah, that's a nice maze. Yeah, it was. I, that I asked Julie what she paid for it. She goes, "Well, I bought them in advance as a Groupon, so but still, don't ask." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Uh, lots of trashy people there and people watching trees. Um, no, in, no negative interactions though with me and anybody. It was a peaceful, in fact, trees. Um, and we, so we went ice skating, Autumn had fun with that. Um, 
I will say the two things we noticed was there were some douchebags. Um, there were some guys who just couldn't help themselves, grown-ass men, who had to, like, show off their, like, speed skills, right? There was, like, a mm-hmm. fun little loop you could do where you went through, like, a part of the maze that people didn't walk through, and you got to ice skate through, like, a tunnel that was part of the maze. So you got to be, like, on the other side of the light maze. And so it was this fun little tunnel you could go through for ice skating. It was it was really short, but it was just this side part of the rink where you could go through there. And dudes in their, like, 30s and 40s had to barrel through there at high speed, weaving in and out of people as you've got, like, mm-hmm. 10-year-olds slipping and falling on the ice. And I'm like, why... Why must you do that here, man? Like, is this the place where you go do that? Like, I don't know. I didn't say anything, but it, mm-hmm. it was, it seems stupid and childish to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it is childish, but I mean, people wouldn't do what they do. I guess that's just society, <laughs> right? And then the other thing that I found more amusing than anything was Flaska Palooza. I was unaware there was a connection between flasks Flaska. With, with alcohol like shooting flasks of whatever alcohol you've got, like whiskey or whatever, and right. like ice skating and like light, like ice skating. But every ice skating rink, there was like on Google and Yelp and stuff, we because we were looking it up to go ice skating again, you know, when, when this thing's over because Autumn had such a good time. Um, and uh, everyone talks about how you can get your flasks in there. And I was like, why? Why? Like, I like to drink, you know that, but why, yes. why would we drink and ice skate? The, this is something even I don't think is a good combination. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I definitely wasn't yeah. going to drink at this thing because it was snowing plus ice skating <laughs> plus, right? Like, it just seemed like a recipe. I wasn't even driving, but in case Julie was uncomfortable driving in the snow, which she sometimes is, and she asked me mm-hmm. to drive, like, I just didn't want to, I didn't even have a beer with dinner. You know, like I was just like, mm, nah, you know, um, and trees, it would have been a great dinner for beer because I had French onion soup with a bison burger and some crinkle fries. But, uh, anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, it was very amusing to just see people hiding in the corners of the light maze and shooting whiskey out of a flask or, or whatever they were drinking, shooting out of a flask, um, but and then there were dudes walking around in shorts. I thought that was funny too. It's fucking yeah. thirty-two degrees and snowing outside, and some dudes walking around with like shorts and like a a, a hoodie and like reindeer yeah. ears. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Antlers? And I'm like, what the fuck's well, going? We'll on? just we'll just come to Boston. You'll see dudes and I love it. Same same thing. I love you know? it. Yeah. Big, basketball shorts and white sneakers walking through snowbanks. You're like, what the fuck? Because their legs don't get cold, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's such a great, you know? But Trees, the one thing I want to mention real quick is it was a weekend where I could have freaked out a couple of times and I was just chill. I can't even tell you why. Maybe I was just so happy to be on like a four-day weekend. Mm-hmm. But like, so for example, got the oil changed and um, they... Uh, I had him change out the air filter because our air filter on Camaros is in a weird spot. It's like behind like the, it's like you have to get to it, not from the inside of the car. You have to be on the outside and you have to go behind where like the windshield wiper assembly is. And I just hate doing that. And I looked it up the place, the dealership. Cause I'm on like a package program with like the oil changes and stuff. They give me a discount. 
the mm-hmm. price they charged me for the air filter to inst- like installed was like I think thirty five bucks, and if I buy it at Advance Auto Part, it's like twenty seven. And I was like, what the fuck? Like whatever, just just change it every you know. I I think I change it every fifteen thousand miles or whatever. Just change the air filter in the engine, not the cabin air filter. That one I can do on my own. Um, but uh, but they changed it. But they have to use something to get behind that assembly. So it was really funny because, like, I got my oil changed. My dealership's a little far away, Trees. It's about 18 miles from my house. Um, Okay. And so I had gotten all the way back. So this was, like, 30 minutes later. And I was in the – I was waiting to pick up the air dryer, right? I was waiting for them to bring out the hair dryer. And the dealership calls and goes, "Uh, hey, Fred, this is, uh, you know, Colin or whatever. I helped you out with, uh, you know – getting your oils change service. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, so can you check your passenger side? Uh, my guy thinks he left a tire iron on the floor of your car. And I was like, really? I like looked over. I was like, I can't see, but I reached down and sure enough, right there at the front of the seat, there it was. And I was like, oh yeah, hmm. it is here. And he goes, yeah, we really need that back. Is there any way you could return that before we close today at five? And you can see where a Fred would be like, whoa, wait, wait, you need me to come back to, to, cause you fucked up. How about mm-hmm. you're lucky if I drop that fucking thing off in the next month or two. Right. But I didn't, I was like, oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go run some errands. So I hope you don't mind, but yeah, I'll drop it by before five. Wow. Look at you. And that was it. Yeah. And then later on I went up there and just dropped it by. I thought I was going to go to like a, uh, a sale at that vintage stock, that retro store that's near us. And then I just thought mm-hmm. about it. I was like, it's Black Friday. Like, don't do it, Fred. Mm-hmm. You've avoided retail. Just just don't do right. it. So I just drove mm-hmm. out there just to drop that off. And I got the kid McDonald's. Yeah. Um, and your hot, your hot grew 10 sizes too big that day. Right? Right? You busted out a little x-ray machine. Oh, and, and then um, something happened mm-hmm. at Target. I forgot what it was. Somebody did something to like pissed me off. I think it was, oh, you know what it was? She came to bring me the hairdryer and she was walking up to my car mm-hmm. and this woman who was getting no joke trees, a woman after your own heart, two DiGiorno pizzas. That's all she was getting oh, at store pickup. Good for her. And she rolled down the window and yelled at the girl to deliver her DiGiorno pizzas to her first before giving me whatever I was getting. Well, they are frozen, Fred. They are. It's true. You can't get those quick. And I was like, and instead of saying anything, instead of like getting mad at the girl, Mm -hmm. yelling at that other driver or anything, I just sat there and watched. And I said, let's see what she does. And the Mm -hmm. target girl looked at me, looked at that woman. That woman looked fucking feral trees. I don't think she'd eaten all day. Yeah. And the the girl looked at me and said, I'm just going to, Bring her hers first. And she goes, yes, yeah. feed me. Give me my food. Yeah, she was breaking and, off some of that frozen pizza right there in the car, yeah, baby. No, but I <laughs> and and I let her go do it. And then when she came back, she was like, I'm sorry about that, sir. She just, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, I think it was pretty rude that she did that to you. But no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm in my warm car. You're out there in the cold. Like, what am I going to say? And That's she right. was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, yeah, you have a good one. Here's hoping your day's not too rough. How did you feel after all this? And you know what, Trees? It might have paid for it. It felt pretty good, right? Blood pressure never went up. Never had to worry about shit. 
Never had to. No. People were driving like assholes too, and all I did was just slowed. Like there was some dude in a truck just had to weave in and out while I was on the highway driving to the um, get my oil changed, and then there was another dude who was driving like a shit um, on the way back, and they would just like just barreling through, and I just. You know, I'm in a Camaro, so of course they're they're threatened by like, oh, am I going to try to speed up or race them, which I'm not. I don't drive my Camaro like that. So I just moved to the middle lane, and if they were getting too close to me or something, I just moved <clears> to the <throat> slow lane and slow down. Just let them go. Mm-hmm. Just took it easy. Mm-hmm. And then I think this did pay it forward because Julie and I got ramen. Um, there's this little ramen place near us, and we were feeling for it because it was getting cold. Like everything was pretty warm until Friday and then the temperature really started to drop. It was like 27 degrees or something. And I went to order online and they didn't have a pickup time. Like they didn't have an ASAP or a pickup time. And so I called them and they were like, well, we were running low on soup. So we stopped to go orders. And I was like, oh, really? You know, again, this is a time where Fred could be like, what? You like shut it down before you're sold? Like, you know, or doing something. I was like, oh, really? I was like, man, that's too bad. I was like, my wife and I love your soup and like, we were really hoping for it. So, but there's nothing you can do. And he goes, well, is it just for you and your wife? And I said, yeah. And he goes, can you come pick it up right now? And I was like, that's what I was planning to do. So I called you and he goes, all right, one sec. And he put me on hold and he came back and he goes, what do you want? And I was like, uh, just, just two of the spicy tonkatsu. Add broccoli to one of them. And he goes, all right. He was tell you what, yeah, if you can come out here. Yeah, we can, we can spare some. We, we, I got you. I was like, thank you, man. Well, look so at you. Got ramen. <laughs> and I wonder if I had been mean earlier in the day. That's right. If that guy didn't You're, have ramen for me. It's almost like you were visited by three spirits in the middle of the night. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's dancing around on a light pole Christmas morning, this guy. Fred. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, and, you. Um, and I will tell you, I even had a, a redemption moment Earlier today, I went to Best Buy because they got, uh, and I've been talking too much about bullshit, so I'll just move on. But the Avatar Way of Water, the Steel Book, yeah, went yeah. on sale for twenty bucks. Whoa. And I uh, I've, what? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and I have, and like I said, I like. I don't love the Avatar movies, but I like them. But Autumn and Julie really do like when they get a hankering for them. They really like to watch them, mm. and um, they they the movies have all been like thirty bucks. Like I think the 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 steel book, the 4K steel book was like 35 and the uh, regular movie was always 30. And it, it's it, the regular one, the non-steel book wasn't even on sale today. I think they just got to move the steel book because they know those are like, you know, th- th- they're for a limited audience. Right. Um, and, uh, and so um, I wasn't going to buy it because I guess the, the, the current version that's out that, that, that was in that steel book there's two things it doesn't have that people were bitched to pissing about. It doesn't have a bunch of cutscenes, and it doesn't have like the extended cut. And then the other thing that that they know inevitably exists because Jim Cameron always has like a special edition of his movies. Avatar one had three cuts that eventually came mm. out, um, but it also didn't have Dolby Vision, which is a version of HDR. It did have HDR in it, but it doesn't have Dolby Vision. And there are some people, I'm one of them, who thinks that if you if you author something for Dolby Vision, which he did, he made it for Dolby Cinemas, um, it looks better. Um, but you do get a digital code, and the streaming version does have Dolby Vision. And so okay. they did announce, Jim Cameron just announced, I think it was this week, that he's releasing a bunch of his movies in 4K. Um, and 
the starter was he's re-releasing Avatar 1 and Avatar Way of Water with Dolby Vision on these 4K editions. And then, of course, the Way of Water version has the extended cut in it as a fourth bonus disc that has the extended cut and both cuts are in 4K. And so people are like, finally, that's what we've been waiting for. But Trees, the fucking price on it is 50 bucks. And it's not a steelbook. It's just... It's just 50 bucks and it's 40 bucks for his 4K Dolby Vision version of Avatar 1. And I didn't even want to upgrade that one to 4K. I'm not going to upgrade it to 4K. You gotta, like, if the streaming version goes on sale for five bucks or something, I'll pick it up. But that's Yeah, you gotta make you gotta make back that that billion dollar budget or whatever they he spends on those yeah, things. Yeah, like, but I'm not I'm not that much of a fanatic. So to me, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I get I get all the special features. There's still a special feature disc. I get you know, the, the steel book and the steel book looks really nice. It's, it's got a good look to it. Um, and I get the 4k version. And if I want the Dolby vision version, I get the streaming version, which has Dolby vision and and Atmos. Um, so it's just like the different version. So I was like, yeah, I'll go pick it up. So I went to Best Buy. I did not do store pickup this time. And I just roll, and I don't do that with steel books anymore because I never know the condition I'm going to get. So I just rolled in there and I was like, if they've got a steel book in good condition, I'm good. And they had a bunch of them. So that mm-hmm. obviously didn't sell well. So I found a pristine version, went up to check out. Guess who was checking me out? The older woman who uh, I made Ooh. a scene with at Best Buy. Yeah. 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 And uh, she clearly did not recognize me. And it was not busy uh, this morning. I was there right at opening at like noon. I didn't even think about the fact that Best Buy doesn't open till noon. Um, and, uh, and she rang me up. And right when I got my receipt at the end, she was like, thank you. Have a you know, wonderful holiday. And I said, hey, I, you probably don't remember me, but you probably do remember the scene I made. But I was here picking up some Blu-rays uh, a few days ago and a woman had cut in line and I kind of made a scene. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't really remember that. And I was like, okay, well, I remember it. And I did that to you. And I, I'm glad you don't remember it. But I apologize for what I did. No one should treat you that way. And she was like, okay, well, thank you. And she goes, I just appreciate it if you didn't make a scene now. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to. And she was laughing. She was saying it as a joke. She was like, no, you were very polite. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I need to be that all the time. And so then I left. Um, yeah, I changed your mind. It's not like you were visited by three ghosts. It's like you went to a fucking AA meeting. You're yeah, in, it's like you're, you're doing 12 steps this week. I, I think it's only a matter of time till like I, I snap at somebody in the future. But this weekend, I just didn't have time to be upset. <laughs> I just didn't have time to be upset about shit. Uh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So Good for you, man. I just, Good I you. was not upset this whole weekend at it's all. turning over a new leaf. I love so. it. Anyway, love it. enough about me. How about you, Trees? Let's, let's hear about your Thanksgiving and weekend. I didn't have one. So... We didn't have a Thanksgiving? So we did not have a Thanksgiving. We were solo for oh, okay. Thanksgiving, Fred. We were orphans. Do tell. For Thanksgiving because, um, well, we had Friendsgiving that Saturday yeah, before I, that I talked about. That. So that was that was sort of our thanksgiving yeah, feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had the turkey dinners and the friends and, the, and all that good stuff. It was a good time. And um, so then, uh, you know, my, my, my family, I ignore, right? It's best, the best to leave them out the equation because it, it's just, you want to talk about stress inducing and just a headache. And so there are certain family um, members that we're banned from hanging out with on holidays specifically. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and at, at this point, the way my, 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 they're living, I don't even know if they would come. You know what I mean? Oh, when, it, when it, I say they, we're banned, it's because they're so, on my side. They're my relatives. And Julie's yeah. like, I'm not hanging out with them on the holidays. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I so you. I don't even know if they would come anyways. But so, but I just told, I just told them that, uh, we're not doing nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then we were supposed to go to the in-laws, my, my wife's parents, but, uh, the father got sick. And so they're older, so they so that got kind of canceled at the last minute, and so um, so my daughter, my stepdaughter, went over her dad's family, so out with the her dad's family family, and it was just me, my wife, and the boy, and we just um, you know, my wife cooked a small sort of like turkey. I think it was a small chicken. I don't think it was a turkey. I think it was like a rotisserie type thing. I don't know. It was good though. Yeah, we had that and mashed potatoes and rolls, and we hung out. And then um, it was like 52 degrees out. So I did all those Christmas lights, Fred. Nice. I did all the Christmas lights. I spent all day. I had um, <clears throat> gone out the day before and bought all Christmas lights that I needed. I didn't fuck around. <laughs> right? I didn't try, you know, sucking on bulbs or whatever people used to do and like wiggling each one to see if they could get. I threw them the fuck out. If one thing was out i was like you're done yeah you're dead to me and then i just went and got all new shit and uh so uh, no issues um so it all got done it's a it's a it's a you know we have ice school lights on the fucking second floor gutters and the gutters down the first floor gutters and then the fucking over the garage gutters and then then i have lights that go up we have two pillars on the front porch i wrap those and then uh and then we have that my giant nine foot at at inflatable. Hell yeah, yeah, I remember him. And our, yeah, yeah, he's out there. R two D two, and then that then there's a wire that's you know goes to a bush, and then there's another one that strings out to a light pole that I wrap, and then that light carries over the front of the. It's a whole process, and to work it all out, you know what I mean? To work mm-hmm. it all out, to get all the extension cords where you need and the splitters and have everything going. It's quite a feat. And it's a pain in the ass, and I hate it with every fiber of my being. I like it when it's done and you look at it, but, you know, and every year I do the same thing. I tell my wife is like, even though I mark where the lights go, I kind of don't mark the, all that. Because, you know, during the year I'm using extension cords and shit. So I don't mark them. Every year I have to – I swear I do it different every year, how I figure out how she gets split around. It's right. never the same way twice. Anyway, so we did that. And then when my daughter got home, we did the old uh, classic like Rubbermaid containers of Christmas shit out the attic. Yep. Tree comes in. Shit, I'm Christmas, not gonna I'm not gonna know. interrupt yours, but we did put up our tree as well. I just didn't think to mention it. But anyway, continue. Oh yeah, we put on the uh, Christmas music. Mm-hmm. We do it up like we try to get into even we though definitely we definitely did that as well. Yeah, even though it, it usually turns into kind of arguments and fighting with the kids because my daughter's yeah. 16 and she's like, we got to do it. We got to do it, get all the stuff down. We gotta, but then she doesn't do anything, just sits on her phone while we do it all. And then <laughs> uh, and then my son, my son gets fixated on a thing, one thing, and that would derail, derail a night. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Anger, too. He has a little temper. And if one thing sets him off, 
he will carry that shit throughout a day. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he will let it. He will. He will bring it with him like a grudge. Like he, he's like gonna let you know he's mad and he's not letting it go. And he'll bring that shit to a birthday. Yeah, he'll bring it to a birthday party or anywhere and be miserable. You know, and you're like, God damn it. And so he has his own little Christmas tree that's in his room. Both the mm-hmm. kids do. They have their little mini trees that they have, and they decorate just to have. They almost use them as night lights. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. and he just got fixated. Like we have the big tree and all the ornaments ready to go. And the and but he wants to know where his tree is. And my wife's like, it's this one. He's like, no, it was blue. And she goes, yeah, it has blue lights on. It. He goes, no, it was blue. And then that was it. He was just fixated on where's his blue tree, and he was a little punk. But we got it done, Fred. It all got set up. Merry Christmas. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Yes, and definitely that. that sh- that's probably why I didn't think about it, because I was talking about doing the show. But yes, that was a great, like, yesterday we set up the tree and went to this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a great, like, you know, entrance into the holiday season. Um, yep. Also, yep. real quick side note, my wife did get me the video game um, ornament again this year. The Dreamcast. I, oh, I didn't get it. Up on I got to go look. Yeah, and it lights look. up. The little VMU oh lights God. up when you play it. I turned on my Genesis one, and they they said enough after about 10 seconds of the doo-doo-doo-doo because it plays oh, the Sonic yeah. music. Yep. And they were like, okay, you can – and it's really fucking loud. Yes, like those are Those things are so – I have the NES one too. Yep. And that one's also very loud. And so they have to go pretty high on the tree so my son – just doesn't spam the fucking sound buttons on them. Yeah, I will admit, Autumn yeah. spammed the. Um, yeah. The uh, was the Genesis though. What's what? the Genesis one play? Genesis What's the Genesis one play? One the Sonic play? the Hedgehog theme. Sonic one. Do 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 do. So it's the same thing as the Genesis do, one then. Oh, you meant Dreamcast one. You said Genesis. Dreamcast. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I meant Dream. <laughs> I did mean Dreamcast. Yeah, I'm the sorry. Dreamcast plays. Believe it or not, the. Uh, Sonic, um, Sonic Adventure, uh, the whale level scene, the killer whale, that first level. The, what do you mean it plays it? Like the music? Yeah, the music from that level. Well, yeah. For a second, I thought you meant Most like it plays it. people won't recognize it, I don't think. The way you said it plays that scene, I was like, does it have a little LCD fucking TV on there or something? What's uh, going on it here? does. That glows, that shows them. Um, Sonic. The, but no, it's no, it's just... Because that, that would have been amazing. Right in Dot Matrix. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, it was fun. So we'll turn the usher in the, the, the Christmas chair. And then uh, today, Fred, just today, me and my son had to get the fuck out of Dodge uh, because, you know, you have Friendsgiving, you have mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but have you had a Cheersgiving yet? No, the Cheer Christmas Banquet is next Friday. And I'm. So my wife puts on a Cheersgiving. <laughs> For the cheerleaders. There you go. Or like my daughter's team. Mm-hmm. And so today there was like 21 cheerleaders coming over for Thanksgiving. So I set up, helped set up some tables. Run. My wife cooked all night. And then me and my son, my son played to about 11. They were coming at noon. I got him back in the house. He took a shower and got dressed and we got the fuck out of there as the cars were pulling up. Distract him while you yeah, and so we got out of there. We were gone for the day. We went to the movies, Fred. Nice. Because, uh, Did we you see Thanksgiving? Never gonna... <laughs> no, 
I said, watch it. And I opened his eyes. I made him watch it. Be a man. Um, no, we went to see Wish. Oh, yeah. Disney movie. Yep. Um, he enjoyed it. I didn't mind it. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't mind it, but it was, it was forgettable for a Disney movie. Okay. Julie, which is a trend that that would be the case. Your daughter will probably like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine. Like, it wasn't like I was regretted going. Like, I watched it. I liked the music in it. You know, it had a very, um, had a very Encanto esque sort of sound to it, which I like. Mm-hmm. Not as poppy, <clears throat> more more like you know, like heartfelt songs. Not not as like poppy. Which as I was worried Encanto. about because it comes from the people who made Frozen. Okay, um, it has a great look to it okay. in in motion. It's sort of it's it's C, it's obviously you know obviously CG or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it's they did like a um, like a black outline, almost like a sketch black outline on okay. things. And the backgrounds almost have a watercolor look. So it, even though it's CG, it has a very cool sort of look to it. I, I, I dug the look. Yeah. But the the story was okay. okay. You know, and it was just kind of like. I don't know how you put it. But you it feels like it, it didn't. It. <laughs> it feels like it didn't need to be made. It feels like it wasn't telling anything. Like like Disney movies and Pixar movies, especially they they usually focus on a theme, right? Yes, like coming to grips with your inner person. Or did you see it? Or you I just saw the trailer? So the, the premise being that like this this king controls or prince or whatever controls all the wishes. And who right. gets their wish and who doesn't. And I, right. I assume he uses that to manipulate people to his will. Um, and then she, I can't tell if she's his daughter or his no, no, sister she's just or like just a, some chick. She's just a girl in the, the court, you know? <laughs> but she figures out how to create wishes. So he, he um, as all things, he's kind of like a good guy. You know, but yeah, he, when you turn 18 in this village or whatever, this town he created, you, you give him your wish and then he keeps it. Like he has a room full of wishes float flying around. Right. And they remind me of the the memory balls from, uh, inside out. Yeah. Like if he holds them, you can see what the wish is. You see the people in a, but though that person loses their wish, like they don't remember it anymore. So in other words, say your wish was like to be a great guitarist. Mm hmm. And then you give him your wish. You don't remember that, that, that that's what you wanted wish. to do. So her deal was like, and then what he would do was once a month, he would have a wish ceremony. He would grant somebody their wish. And she was like trying to be his apprentice. And she's just like, so all these wishes are just floating around here. And some of them will never, ever be granted. He's like, well, no, you know, I got to do what mm-hmm. I can only grant the ones that are best, you know, yeah. for people. Can't be dangerous. And she's like, that's what she's like, why don't you just give those wishes back to them then? And he's like, that's dangerous and shit. Can't have people doing that shit. Right. I'm with people you. with their dreams and wishes. Shit can get out of control. And so I'm just like, there's not really a message there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just kind of like people should have free will. No shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and so she she basically wishes upon a star, and then you see that little glowy star character show up 
He's a cute That's little, right. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a cute little starry guy, and he can make wish. So she goes on a plan with her little merry band of diverse friends to um, <laughs> free all the wishes. <laughs> they were very diverse. It was literally it, it's Disney. She literally had an Asian friend yeah. on a crutch, on a fucking crutch. I cannot, it's like, what are we doing? I cannot in good what are we doing tell here? You why I'm laughing so much because there's a story behind it, but I'm not going to tell. It's you. just, I know, but it's just crazy. It's like, okay, I don't mind. I don't care any about. I don't care about any of that shit. But it's just, it is noticeable sometimes when yeah. when people make it fun of stuff, and then there it is. Like literally, I think Asian person in a wheelchair is a joke about like <laughs> they everything has to be crazy diverse. Like yeah. it's almost like they have a fucking. Uh, like a ball, like a bingo wheel with different disabilities and 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 would um, not be the first ethnicities to say that. Yeah, yeah, and they just spin it around and pull three out, and that's how they make their characters out. You're like, I what is going the, on? The problem, right? Like, you know, people that I listen to, their some of their diversity statements. I think it was Austin Walker mm-hmm. who said something like that. He's like, you can't make it so obvious you're just being diverse for yes. diversity's sake, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, hilarious. It's not a pinata. No. <laughs> well, I so. mean the main, and then the um, and then the main wizard guy that he's like a, a wizard or a sorcerer or whatever, and he's like this crazy good looking like steel jawed dude. Hell yeah! But um, oh that's right, he he turns out to be evil and they get rid of him. That's right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Literally at the end, he's gone, and the queen takes over, and she's like, put him in the dungeon. And they're like, eh, long live the queen. <laughs> that fucking man out of here. That's Fuck right. that guy. But I'm just making jokes, of course. The movie was fine. The music was fine. My son liked the little star guy. Um, I didn't think it was as funny as a um, Disney movie or a Pixar. Like, they have a goat. Mm-hmm. She has a little baby goat. And because of the star can make things happen, the goat can talk. It can talk. And he has, like, yeah. a... He has like a deep voice, and that's the joke. He's like, I never knew my voice was this deep. And uh, but like he's I think the comic relief because he does all these one-liners, but they're not funny. <laughs> okay. All the time. So you just like Yeah, because the, the the intended joke was just that he has a deep voice. Yeah. Weird stuff. But here's what's weird is they started mixing in, right? Tell me how odd this is. They started mixing in other Disney properties into this movie, and I couldn't figure out why like what the hook was so like at one point um he's looking at looking at the wishes right mm-hmm. and um you can see like what's in him as he's looking at him he's singing some song and um one of them was like literally peter pan like flying right mm-hmm. he's like oh i don't think so and then and then he looks at another one. He's you can't see him, but he's making comments of other Disney movies. He's like, "Oh, True Love's Kiss." I don't think so. Oh, fuck it, you know, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, yeah." And then it's when he the gets Disney his yeah. when he gets his evil magic, mm-hmm. it's straight up Maleficent magic. Like it's oh. green yeah. in the way it moves, like shoots. Yes, up, I like, do um, remember seeing stuff like that. So yeah. I'm like, that's weird. And then so at the end. They make her the the little the girl that's like they give her like a fairy godmother wand, and they're like, oh, they made you a fairy godmother. And then, yeah, it just and then all of a sudden they I shit you not they cut to like the court right at the end happier ever but then all the people out 
yo, it's a happy days again. Kind of like Frozen when everybody's happy again and they're all out in the courtyard and hanging out. It's like that kind of scene. And all of a sudden, the queen's talking to Peter Pan. Like straight up Peter Pan. Just straight up? They brought him back? Okay. Just Peter Pan. And she's like, Peter, why don't you work with so-and-so on that thing? There was a girl that always wanted to fly. Is it, I'm like, what is going on all of a sudden? Like, why, how did this – what are you? What are we doing? And then during the credits, the credits are rolling, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like – characters like disney characters like drawn like in stars as it's scrolling but it's disney characters from like their whole history of movies That's because so that one i can explain. i know it's the hundredth it's the yeah. hundredth anniversary right yep and stuff like that but it's still odd in a weird way to it see the fox odd. and the hound scroll, i will tell you scroll by i can see why best buy had all those disney 100 steelbooks on sale because i don't love the look no yeah i was very happy when avatar way of the water was not a disney 100 steelbook it's not that i don't love the images on them but they're like all silver with the big 100 and then there's just like yes. a little window that has like with, like they had oh. iron man like the original iron oh man i know what movie. you mean i know it's like mean. a little yeah. iron man i like box. the i like the funko pop 100s in the 50th mm-hmm. you know with the with the kind of the foil shiny but um yeah i just it was just i mean me and my son liked it we sat there and we were guessing them all as they scrolled by and they were going deep they had like atlantis and fucking fucking treasure planet yeah uh they had the bad guy from big hero six there you go like they did yeah merlin was in it yeah they just scrolling by people and i'm like i get it but it's just odd at the ass end of this movie it was odd that how they had peter pan and shit in there Mm-hmm. Very strange, very strange. But it was it was alright. We had fun. We had our um, we had our popcorn. No blue icy though, Fred. The the icy machine was broken, so we got soda. I let my son have an orange soda. It's happened, yeah. Yeah, he thinks orange soda is like a gift from the gods. It is because he don't drink soda. So yeah, but I said, but there's you no know, Hispanic. First, there's no Hispanic on this planet that doesn't already know. That orange soda is a gift from the gods. <laughs> so he was like, I was like, buddy, how about some orange soda? He's like, they have orange soda. They had one of those phantom machines where you can make your own soda. Touch screen. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, here you go, buddy. And I and it comes up, you know, you click it, and then it comes up the big, you know, condensating fucking yeah. <laughs> orange soda. He's like, oh, oh, shit. So we did that. <laughs> then we went to um, Friendly's, got Sundays. We had a whole father-son fucking day. You had Um, had it. And then I said, hey, we got to swim by five below. And he goes, you have a pop problem. I was like, leave me alone. (laughs) I did. I bought a pop while I was in there, Fred. Know what pop I bought? What's that? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you because I didn't know they, they existed. These are old, but I didn't know. But they had one there. And if you know my history from easy mode, maybe, um, as you know, uh, one of my favorite bands. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Liam. That guy. From Oasis. Look at Liam. Doing the swag. Look at the Love swag. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's got during it. His, that's during his Lennon phase. Yeah, of course. As you know, he was a big John Lennon. His son's name Lennon. He was a big Beatles Lennon fella. And rightfully um, so. 
Yeah, I, uh, Oasis was a huge part of my 20s. I was very much into everything they did. Um, I don't, I just thought they were, uh, people didn't like, people were annoyed with them, the brothers, right? Noel and Liam, because they're always fighting. That was like their thing. They yeah, still don't, understanding they still don't like talk. to drink a lot and they yes. fought a lot. And yeah. Yes. It was amazing. They were rock stars. What the fuck they were did fucking you expect? Rock stars, man. Yeah. And listen, it was during a time, like things come in waves. People think like what we're going through now is like whatever, but it comes in waves. And um, Oasis came out at a time when you had like fucking REM, right? That's mm-hmm. me in the corner and all this fucking nonsense. And like, ugh. Right? Michael Snipes on stage talking about gun control back then. And you're like, shut up. Shiny Take your award. People. Oh, my God. You know? And you got like, yeah, Pearl Jam is like, hey, how'd you write? What was Jeremy about? Well, let me tell you, man. It's like, oh, God. I sing your fucking song. I don't know if I've ever told you know? this, but do you actually, my father banned me from listening to Pearl Jam of all bands. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're going to love this better, story. Better um, off for it. He he didn't mind. He didn't bat an eye at Guns N' Roses or anything like that. And he didn't have initially any problem with um, with uh, Pearl Jam. But Pearl Jam won the VMA for MTV um, mm-hmm. in 1994, I think it was, for Jeremy. Yeah. And Eddie Vedder came up on stage and he goes, you know, I want to thank everybody. You know, if it wasn't for music then I probably would have, um, you know, gone up in front of a classroom and shot myself in the head as well because this world's so deplorable or something. And my dad lost his fucking mind. He was like, you do not say that. That is not okay. That is, you know, glorifying suicide. And he goes, why was he even saying shit about suicide? And I was like, well, in the video, Jeremy goes up in front of the class and shoots himself in the head. And he goes, that song, Jeremy, that's not what's in the song. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's, that's it, it's anyway. And, and my dad was like, no, you do not listen. Go get well, your Pearl Jam CDs right now. You do not listen to them. Yeah, I'll give like, him, he didn't break them or anything, but he's like, me. I'll give these back to you when you're 18. Yeah, it's like, go yeah. fucking have some fun, you mopey fucks. Like, you're up there, oh, man. It's like, you're on a stage. You're in a fucking band. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I love fucking Oasis, because they just came out, and they were just playing fucking rock and roll. You know, they were playing like, like rock and roll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not like rock and roll of the time. They were playing like like Rolling Stones, the Who type rock and roll. You know? It was just classic guitar fucking driving. Yeah. I, I loved it. And then you and they were just hilarious, man. Cause like you said, it's like, you know, you know, like, you know, what was Jeremy about? And, and then you gotta listen to 20 minutes of fucking depressing nonsense. And they were just like, I remember being in a live chat with with Oasis back when, like, it was a like second album blew up because of Wonderwall and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and this was back when it was like chatting live chat, right? Like you'd type in a question, and I just remember being in that chat room, and someone asked them like, uh, "Hey, in Champagne Supernova, you said, uh, what was it?" Uh, Running slowly down a hall faster than a cannonball. Yeah. They're like, uh, what What does that mean? And they go, I don't know. It rhymed. It sounded good. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, 
I remember they were on TL. T, they put Liam Gallagher on TRL for some reason. TRL, like in the height of TRL with all the teeny boppers and, and Carson Daly and yeah. all that shit. He could not have looked more like he's just looking out the window and shit. And uh, at the time, the, the Backstreet Boys were like number one or something. Uh-huh. And, he, and he says, you got to try to find this clip somewhere because I do think it's still out there. He just goes, so the Backstreet Boys are number one again. He goes, what do you think about that? And he goes, I don't. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. And then he goes, he goes, am I done? And the, he's like, yeah, if you want to leave, he's like, all right, mate. And he just left. That's fantastic. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't need to be here. He's like, you guys don't play our videos anyways. Fuck do we care? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was fucking fun. They were, I love them. I love the way. I still love Oasis, even though they, they're not around. I follow, um, you know, both the brothers still. You know, Noel puts out, uh, Solo albums, you know what I mean? Um, and oh, Liam's always, he's always in side bands and she has side band or whatever. Oh, yeah. But um, he's funny because I follow him, I follow him on uh, Twitter or X, Liam Gallman. He just writes something like, let's go cunts or something, and everybody fucking likes it. You know what I mean? It's great. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. So, um, yeah, got me a Liam Gallagher Funko Pop, and I need, um, I need to get Noel. They don't get sold. I told my wife this goes with the Pringles guy. They get the they get the pop protectors and they go on the shelf, right? You know. And uh, by the way, I haven't talked about it in a little bit, but uh, thank you for everybody uh, that comes to the shows. So I, I don't think we talk about that much in the show because you know we've talked about it a lot for a while. But um, yeah, thanks for um, you know scoops always the agent grins usually oh, there. For, yeah, sorry, I was, um, I was no, yeah, there, yep. I was blank. The show, you, yeah, yeah. This show also, obviously you're here, but oh, no, also my no, Wednesday that's night. A given, but, that's yeah, a given, but also my, yeah. my whatnot show yeah. on Wednesday nights. Um, we have a pretty good time. And um, we had a pretty good show on Wednesday. It was fun. Scoop was cracking me up because I made him moderator now because he's there mostly all the time. So I go, hey, go be moderator. I don't even know what this means, but you can be one. It gives you a little game controller next to your name. You can kick people out. And – uh he was he was doing he was he was stepping up was that he was like thanking people when they bought something, you know, and then he would um, it's become a joke now when something's a bobblehead, mm-hmm. you know. So when I'm showing a bobblehead, he hypes the he hypes the chat up that it's a bobblehead. He go we have we have a bobblehead chat. Pay attention, chat bobblehead. So. <laughs> We're making a little family over there. We're having fun. And, the, and for all the new listeners that have been showing up and hanging out, um, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's it. Awesome. That was my, that was my week. Well, sweet. I think. Um, <laughs> you moved was that abrupt? Fast. Like right Did on I abruptly transitions. Jesus I Christ. abruptly stopped. Yeah. I did, but but, um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so what you been playing, friend? Hurry up, motherfucker! Yeah. Get get your notes out, will you? I do have. We got a notes. show to do. That's the good thing. I know what games I've played, but uh, <laughs> all have right, a show to do. Oh, crazy! Well, sake. then let's let's move on before I make it more awkward. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, all right, here we go. 
All right. So, first and foremost, I should probably mention um, this is going to be a little uh, in reverse, but I uh, completed RoboCop. Okay. You completed it. Mm-hmm. Worth the play. I've rolled is credits. It worth- it's been quite a week of... Um, or like I'm really wrapping things up, right? Like last week I wrapped mm-hmm. up uh, two things. So, but yeah, I rolled credits on RoboCop. Um, is it worth playing? Yes, absolutely. Is it worth the playthrough? Oh, yeah. All right. And <laughs> the fucking shit that goes down at the end of that fucking game. Oh, my God. Julie was watching me just, she's like, why are you laughing so much? Today I was losing my shit today, Trees. Um, because I was supposed to finish it last night and, um, my, my, uh, so just in case people wonder completion times, cause I always make that a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it took me 15 hours to complete. It might've been 14. Um, yesterday right. I was playing the game. I distinctly remember just playing through some of the final chapters. Um, cause at the end of the game. There are less like open world areas and it's more just like mission to mission to mission to mission because I got to wrap up the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going upstairs to check on my daughter and her friend who were doing a sleepover. This is probably like 1230. And I remember coming back downstairs and I remember not being that tired, but I was yawning a bit. And then the next thing I remember is uh, waking up on the couch at four in the morning. And for the record, I'm not playing on the couch. I have like a recliner. Mm -hmm. I think I've talked about it. I have a recliner that I drag out into the center of the room and I play on that and then I put it away. So the couch is behind us, uh, behind me. So, Mm -hmm. and I think what had happened was I think I had fallen asleep in the chair and paused the game. And then when I woke up, my brain, because I definitely don't have any awareness of when I woke up, but I must have woken up at some point between falling asleep on the couch and when I woke up for good on the couch, or falling asleep in the chair and w- waking up in the couch. And my brain was just like, Fred needs to move to the couch because that's where you sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Like that has to have been what happened. Oh, and I remember what I did. I went upstairs, <laughs> I had a case of the midnight munchies, uh, and I was not high, I just was hungry. Um, and uh, I ran upstairs, and uh, my wife had gotten me jalapeno cheddar um, White Castle burgers at Walmart. So I made me some quick White Castle. And, um, yeah, they must have knocked me out. I don't know. Um, they were good, but they must have knocked me out. And I'm happy to tell you, Trees, that normally that's a very scary OLED thing, because I was playing on a PC. Your Xbox and your PlayStation go into, like, screensaver mode, Right. And they eventually shut Mm. themselves off. And then the TV, when it doesn't get a signal for long enough, the LG TV has a screensaver mode. And it also um, will turn itself off if it doesn't get a signal after a couple minutes. So all the safety checks were uh, out of place because when you're playing a video game on your PC, it prevents like screensavers from starting, your automatic shutdowns and all that stuff. So it just stayed on that pause screen with the different menu options for like four hours. I'm happy to tell you there was no burn in, but it's definitely a fear with OLEDs. Hmm. So shit. <clears throat> but, uh, 
But yeah, it was no it was no dog on RoboCop. I just happened to fall asleep because I'd probably done too much in a day. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I finished it up today. But the end of it, it's trees. I hope you play it someday so I can talk to you and we can do some okay. spoiler chats about the absolutely batshit absurd things that are so fucking hilarious that happened in the last two hours of this game. <laughs> mm. It's great. Right. <laughs> and if you ever wonder if they're not aware of what they're making, this will answer that question. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, Taeon mm. Studios. And the part that um, I can say that's not spoilerish uh, that Julie was cracking up about was I was playing the last, uh, like the last rush of the last few levels, you know, you just hear the RoboCop theme in the background the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, Julie, you wonder how, like, you wonder how this conversation went where they were like, all right, we need to get back with the soundtrack and license a couple of other songs, you know, and pay for it. It'll, it'll up the budget for this video game, but at least they won't be just listening to this song on repeat for the last two hours, you know, especially of this part of the game. Well, dude, like, I don't know if you've heard, but like, the RoboCop theme just is just one song. What? That's a Paul Verhoeven movie. This movie was huge in 1987. You mean, or 89 or whenever it came out. I think it was 89, actually. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that there's only one song in that whole movie? Yeah, no, it's just one fucking song. It's all we can license. Yeah. All right, it's fuck it. Well, then, then license that song. Like, it has a part that people don't remember, but yeah, the main theme of na 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 Like, that's all that plays for those last missions. It's awesome. Just over and over again. And you know what? I told you, I was like, you know, it's not getting old. I'm waiting for it to get old, but it's not getting old. It's all you need. Hmm. But yeah, Trees, that is a fun shooter. That movie, or that game's good till the end. Yeah. It stays amusing. If you do find yourself getting bored, stop doing the side content and just go through to the end. By the time you get through that game, especially if you're like me and you did all the, or most of the side content, you are a fucking tank. Trees, I didn't even worry about getting hurt. Hell, one time I told Julie, I was like, oh my God, I just, like, in the beginning of the game, when you're pretty weak, it is a thing you think about, right? And mm-hmm. I say they, they space out the extra health and stuff. But by the end of that, like, there wasn't one thing they threw at me that I I worried about. I got multiple Ed 209s, didn't even think about it. I was like, fuck, whatever. Oh, really? Let's fucking do it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Ed 209 is not the strongest thing they throw at you in this game. Not by far. Um, but there is a time where they throw multiple Ed 209s at you just to see if you can handle it. Um, but if you've ramped up certain things, yeah, trees, (laughs) there are things on that tree, that skill tree. I told you, I was like, all right, Julie, which one should I do? Should I do that? Like when I'm in, cause you, you unlock the ability to do, uh, slow motion trees where you slow down the, you know, slow down time. And then when you fully upgrade the perk, the more people you kill with like headshots and you watch their heads explode in slow motion, the more Mm -hmm. people you kill, the longer you extend the slow motion. (laughs) So I was like, Julie, should should I get that? Or should I get the armor upgrade that now every bullet from like a small caliber weapon, so the regular normies that are shooting me, 
the bullets ricochet off me and hit them. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. I don't fucking care. And then I hear from upstairs, Autumn's like, the ricochet one. <laughs> it's like, thanks, baby. I didn't even know she was yep. listening to me play the game. <laughs> she was playing video games on her own. But anyway, that game is so much fun. It is so funny. Uh, it's, it, it is taking itself serious, but it's very aware of what it's doing. Right. And it's yeah. just, it's very good. So, um, yeah, that, that's definitely hands down. Eh, there've been a lot of licensed games. I was like, is it the best licensed game I've played this year? Probably shouldn't say that since I'm about to start Spider-Man two, but, um, but yeah, it was very good. It delivered. It delivered in every which way. So nice. Good. That's good to hear. So yeah, um, let's see. Next up, um, hold on. RoboCop Rogue City. <clears throat> Next up, let's do the retro stuff. Retro. So, yeah, I've been doing retro stuff, sir. Um, I'm gonna switch it up for a minute. So you know how I do? Um, normally, I do uh, uh, NES games, and I do have some NES games to talk about in a moment. In a moment. But I've also done, um, you know, I was doing that Cron CD project. I was trying to play all the um, TurboGrafx CD games. Mm-hmm. And lately, yeah. I've just been like, well, I'm not going to do that project anymore because it's just a lot of work. And I, I found myself, it was there to explore the entire library. And I found myself not doing that. Like, it made each game unfun because I had to dissect it and make a huge film on it and everything, or a, a movie on it and everything. Right. So I just started playing those games. And so the game I played this week was um, Sairei Senshi Spriggan. It was only released in um, Japan. And it is by Compile. You might know Compile because they did the Aleste series. Okay. Notably, you definitely know these two games. There was the Genesis game. Um Musha Aleste, a.k.a. Musha, mm. as it was known in, in America. And Very then it's, its follow-up, which was Robo Aleste. Robo, which I have. Which is the very expensive Sega CD game, yeah. Mm. So this was actually supposed to be on the Sega CD, and it was supposed to be an Aleste game. And it is in the Aleste franchise. But I think it's a side story. Mm-hmm. And it was going to get a release on Sega CD. And then for whatever reason, it was, you know, thrown off to, you know, a different um, platform. And technically, Musha, this, and Robo Aleste make up the trilogy. So this is in between Musha and Robo Aleste. What I will say is Musha, and so it's it's a lot of those things that you're used to with that game. I know you've at least played Robo Aleste, where yes. it's a vertical shooter, and you kind of trade back and forth based off of your pickups between what kind of bullets you have. I think blue is laser, yellow is, uh, what is that, explosives, red is rapid fire, and green was like homing missiles or something. And I don't remember if you could do it in Musha. 
I don't remember if you could do it in Robo last day, but this one's big thing is you can stack combinations. So you can stack up to three different orbs and the different combinations make your ship shoot all kinds of crazy guns. Ah. Yeah. So, and the other things I'll tell you, I remember was, if you remember like the background scrolled really fast, right? They were very busy games and you got lots of enemies coming on the screen at once. There are bullets, but I wouldn't call it a bullet hell by any stretch. In fact, my biggest problem with Musha, actually I think it was Robo last day I had more problems with, was not bumping into enemies. Like I I definitely had a problem of bumping into enemies, but... Mm. um, Anyway, this one's easier than those two. I think I found Robo Alessia to be the hardest one. I think that game's very hard. Musha yeah. was not as hard, but it's still pretty hard. Like once you get to the third level or something. This one, I beat the game first sit down, first sit through. Oh. So it's not that hard. <laughs> I'm not horrible at, at um, vertical shooters, but I usually don't finish a game, you know, first time through. Right, right. So huh. it was very cool. So um, for those of you out there who probably use emulation, which is how I would recommend this, or, you know, those of you who know to just burn the disc and play it in your player, or if you're like me and you're playing it on, um, I've got that uh, SD card, right, that, that emulates the CD-ROM drive, um, <clears throat> but I was playing on an actual PC engine. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it, and the soundtrack was pretty cool, too, but uh, really the spectacle of those games, I think, is how fast the screens vertically scroll and the boss battles are, are pretty pretty impressive. I don't always love the levels, but the boss battles are, are cool. Right. So good explosions in that one. Um, let's see, what else? I was on a kick of like classic NES games. So real quick, Trees, a couple of the NES games I played. You'll know these all too well. I uh, decided to play Renegade. Have you ever played Renegade? Renegade new. Okay, this, so this, was the, this was the precursor um, by Technos of um, Double Dragon. Okay. And it's a member of the Kunio-kun series, right? The Downtown Niketsu games later would become like River City Ransom and stuff like that. Um, and so Renegade's the first one. So you can definitely tell because it's definitely a precursor to Double Dragon. Because the weird thing is, wherever you're facing, so if you push A and B together, he can do a jump kick. And you can do the run and smack people thing from Double Dragon's like two-player mode. Um, and, uh, and when you... I think Double Dragon actually had this mechanic too in the arcades. But when you push A, it does a back kick. And when you push B, it does a front punch. And your character will change in the moment to face the enemy that's approaching them. So Hmm. you've really got to keep an open mind of like B is really front and A is really back. And you just got to pay attention to where your character is facing because he doesn't face where you move to. Like when you push the directional pad, it just moves your character. But yeah, you got to pay attention to where they're facing because that's where you're going to hit people with. So I played through it. It's okay. Um, but it was a fun little precursor. But then after that, it wet my appetite because I'd never played Renegade before, but it wet my appetite to play through Double Dragon. So I played through Double Dragon. Now, Trees, mm-hmm. there's often a school of thought, which is one, what's better, Double Dragon the arcade game or Double Dragon on the NES? Do you have an opinion? No, because I've never played them in the arcade. I only played them on my mm-hmm. NES. 
So I don't know the difference. Did I would imagine like, the arcades. Um, I mean, I was, I was, you know, yeah, twelve you years like old or whatever, NES, yeah. thirteen. So I mean, <laughs> I liked everything I had on my. Well, NES. I really liked Double Dragon on the NES. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I played it all the time. And so. so, and so, basically, the creator made Renegade. He went on to make Double Dragon. Then he went back and started making the Kunio Kun games regular for Technos on the NES and stuff. Whereas, um, uh, so Double Dragon in the arcades is very similar to Double Dragon. Like it's the same four levels and everything, but it's more brawler heavy. It, it focuses more on beating people up and less on like the weapons and the platforming and all the right, different right, obstacles right. that make up Double Dragon on the Get NES. Them. Get in a baseball bat. Yes, exactly. You don't sit there and fear the bridge like you did in level three, (laughs) right? In act three of uh, Mm. Double Dragon 1. That was your first place where most people died was jumping the bridge and then the guy got you with the knife Um, or the baseball bat. It might have been the baseball bat. But anyway, I played Double Dragon to death and I'm very good at it. And so this just kind of proves that like with NES games, it's not really like, are you good at it? It's really, do you remember how to beat it? And do you know what you're supposed to do? And then it's just going through the motions. There are some exceptions. Like I think Zelda 2 is hard all the time. Um, But I didn't find Double Dragon to be that hard when you know what to do, when you know some of the tips and tricks. Um, Right, right, right. So I did play through that and I beat it. So, and I beat it close because I don't know if you remember, but you, you know, that's a big secret is your brother at the end is the last boss because you guys are fighting over the same girl. And, mm. um, and uh, he's got, he's not that hard, but he's got a ton of hit points. And I was down to one health bar. I was about to die and then I beat it. So, and I did, of course, did that on emulators trees. So I got the retro achievements to prove it. Nice. Got the retro achievements for everything. Um, and then, uh, and then for some reason that made me want to play Contra. Yeah. So I played Contra's Contra. Fun. Got the retro achievements on that for beating the game without using the Konami code. I do the three life run. I can do it in three lives. Hmm. So yeah, still got it. Which again proves that like you just have the muscle memory to know what there is and what the tactics are and you can get through that game. Cause, uh, cause yeah, I got through that, but I felt pretty good about that. And then they've got the crazy achievements trees. So some games with retro achievements have crazy achievements, but not, I would say more do not have them than have them, but very right. beloved games do double dragons, not a very beloved game. It has pretty straightforward achievements. It's just like get the seven hearts, you know, to get all the different moves and beat the, and beat the game. Contra has crazy ones. So one of them, for example, trees is, can you get through the first level without looking backwards, without pushing the left direction? Huh. That's not as hard as it seems until you just, right? It's just instinctive when like a guy comes up behind you or something to try yeah. to shoot him and stuff. Right. Trees, I spent like 30 minutes trying to beat the first level without going backwards and so- finally did it. What? How do you, what if someone comes behind you? You jump, you just jump up and let them no, go No, you on. put in the Konami code 30 lives and you just die. Or you jump. That was how I did it, was I would jump and let them pass under me. Yeah, I was going to say, they go under you, right? Yeah. But like, let's say you end up in a rough spot 
or you pass like a tank that's shooting bullets at you that's going to turn around and shoot, you know, those turrets that can turn their direction. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to deal with the fact that there's a turret behind you. You can't turn around and shoot. Maybe you get a shitty weapon like the fire and you don't want to look back, but you have to, hey, but, but if you have to jump the ledge and keep, you just keep moving forward trees, no matter what, you got to keep moving forward. You can't look keep back. Moving. Yes. I finally did it. And the achievement didn't unlock. Oh. And I was like, fuck, fuck, are you fucking serious? That's, de- that's yeah. depressing. And I looked and there were some people that were like, yeah, this achievement's kind of glitched. Uh, apparently, sometimes the retroarch will detect you as having pushed backwards, even though you didn't. Hmm. I did another tough one, which was doing the waterfall level. And on that one, you can't push, press up or down. You can't duck and you can't look up. He's fucked up rules man yeah and i got to that one and the achievement didn't unlock and yet that was another one where some people were like it just doesn't unlock and i was like are you these challenges are you playing these retro games because you're enjoy playing them or you because you want the weird achievements for them i do enjoy playing them i play retro games a lot just for fun i I do enjoy getting the achievements so it drives me uh i think what helps me with that trees is it drives me to play the the games but also to move on from them. Mm. So the idea is, is that like, so let me give you an example. You know, I played Ninja Gaiden the other week. Now that I've got all the achievements unlocked, the idea is that I just don't go back and play Ninja Gaiden ever again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just like checked off the list. It's done. Mm -hmm. Um, Should I go beyond NES games? Yeah. I don't know why I do that. I think it's because like, I only want to play for, like 30 minutes or an hour. Mm. And like Genesis games aren't that short. Super Nintendo games are definitely not that short. So, but I should probably start going into it. What do you think? You recommend I switch up the systems each time? I should probably do that. I think you should <laughs> play the games you want to play, man. Is there a game on a different system you want to play? If you enjoy what you're playing and the system you're on, then. Um, I enjoy a lot of games and I enjoy going if, back to old games a lot. So yeah. But I, I know how your brain works with with like, your checklist brain. So I don't know if you're just like sticking on one system. Mm. You know what I mean? Like one because you yes. your brain's like, well, no, I've I'm doing little... these now. I cannot move to the next. Oh no, no, <laughs> not like that. No, 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 no. You know? No, because like Renegade I didn't beat. Um I just moved on. Ninja Gaiden, I didn't beat. I just moved on. But I mean, I don't mean just beat, but I just mean, but I mean, I'm playing my NES right now and I can't disrupt that oh, by I got what you're saying. No, 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 popping no, in no, a no, different no. system. So the reason I'm picking no. the games I'm picking right now is because I've been pretty nostalgic about just like the games I grew up with. And these are the games I grew up with. So I'm just working my way through the list in order of when I played them. So, yeah, I don't know why I didn't play Super Mario Brothers. I just wasn't tempted to go back to it. Maybe because I've returned to it multiple times. I don't know. But, like, but like recently, like, I played Hogan's Alley, which was one of my first games I got. When I got an NES, I got Hogan's Alley. So that's when I was playing that. Obviously not on the, an emulator for retro achievements because I need a CRT TV and yeah, actual zapper. Um, I could do it with a mouse, but who the fuck wants to do that? Who does that? Yeah, that's uh-huh. that's horrible. Um, yeah. Don't do that, people. Just if you don't have that, <laughs> just 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 let that memory go. Um, and so I've just been playing through certain games. And so what I do is like, for example, 
Renegade I came up with because I was going to play Double Dragon. I was like, I should play Renegade because it's always a prequel and I'd never played it before. But I played Renegade for like 15 minutes, you know? Um, and then I was like, okay, let's play for the night. Let's play Double Dragon. And then I played through Double Dragon and, and Trees, I'll be honest with you, like I was making an attempt to beat the game because I'd done it before. Mm-hmm. But if I had gotten a game over, I probably would have just moved on and not played Double Dragon and definitely not played for the rest of the night. It was something I did before I started my gaming of the night. Um, so that's kind of why I've been doing it. Um, but yeah, I can move on to other games. I mean, by this point, I had a Turbo Graphics. No, actually, I didn't yet. I'm getting to that point, though. Um, but there were a couple others I wanted to play. And the reason I play... I'll play, if they have a retro achievement set up, then I'll play on the emulator because they're close enough. But like Hudson's Adventure Island, like that was one of the earliest games I got. Ninja Gaiden was one of the earliest games I got. Um, actually, right about now, I think it was Mario 2, Zelda 2, and then the Steinax. And I could go to back to all those. I haven't played mm-hmm. Mario 2 nearly as often. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played a Steinax. Uh, Gradius is one I need to play. Adventures of Dino Ricky, all kinds of shit like that. So it's just been going back to my childhood, but it's more fun with achievements in them. But to get to you where Contra came into it was I was playing Contra as like before I started playing Robocop for the night. No, it wasn't Robocop. It was a different game. My last game of the night, which I'll talk about in a minute, um, was I was going and playing uh, before I was playing games for the night. I was like, I'll play through Contra for fun. See if I can still beat it on three lives and get the achievement for it. And when I beat it, I was like, ooh, that was fun. I think I want to play through Contra again. I wonder if it's got weird achievements. So I went and looked at what achievements I didn't have, and I was like, oh, this is cool. They've got a bunch of challenges. Let me try these. And all it did was frustrate me, and it did two things. Maybe those challenges aren't my bread and butter, and especially when they don't work because it frustrates me, so that's not a good thing. And two... It got me over playing Contra. I was like, eh, I don't need to play Contra anymore. Fuck it. So, Good. Yeah, that's kind of how that worked. So, um, mm-hmm. I'll just mention it in this section, I think. But I also played Red Faction 2. So I don't know if you remember, but I've been wanting to play Saints Row, which I'm hoping to start soon. The brand new Saints Row from Volition. Mm. And... I was going back and playing some of the games from Volition, right? I went back and played Descent and stuff like that. Um, played Red Faction 2 a couple weeks ago or last week or something. Didn't like it. Or played Red Faction 1 on the PS2. Didn't like it. Went and played Red Faction 2. I really like it. It's a weird game. It is just mm. one of those archaic, they're trying to figure it out, first-person shooters. I'm playing it on Xbox. Uh, it is backward compatible. Um, I owned a digital copy of it. I think it was might have been part of Games with Gold at one point, but either way, I own it. So I've been playing it, but it's an original Xbox game. Plays in 4K on, on the Series X. And um, it's weird. Um, Jason Statham plays your buddy, and Lance Henriksen plays the main character. Oh. Yeah, so I got it's voiced by Bishop, and I'm always hearing Jason Statham talking, but the character they made him look like has like spiky green hair and stuff like that. It looks nothing yeah, like yeah, Jason nothing Statham, like him. so it's great. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I will tell you is this was back when they were trying to figure everything out, right? So as a shooter, it's better, but there's all kinds of crazy levels, and it actually reminds me a lot of RoboCop. Like, RoboCop's got a lot of that similar design. Um where they're just wild levels where you do different stuff. Um, so like you're running through and you're shooting people, but then all of a sudden, like 
your next level, you'll be on like a turret in a tank, right? And then the next level, you're jumping across rooftops. You're just like, what the fuck is this game? Um, so, but of course, its claim to fame is that you have to blow out the walls, right? So I started playing the game, <clears throat> and I'm in the first area, and I took out the bad guys, and I'm like, so where am I supposed to go? I was like, oh, this is Red Faction. So I threw a grenade, it took out the wall, and that's how I moved into the next area. Oh. And so it's just one of those types of games. Um, but the one thing I will mention really quickly is the controls. They just didn't know the controls, right? Everyone's trying to figure out first-person shooter controls. Right, right, and, right. you know, people didn't copy yet Halo and Call of Duty, right? Like, those hadn't been established till really the 360. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, jump is clicking in the right stick. Oh, Jesus. And switching weapons is B, and throwing a grenade is Y, Reload is right bumper. It's it takes you have to retrain your brain for yeah, this. Yeah, some some of those old games fuck you up. I remember going back <laughs> to Mercenaries was it yes. World on Fire World Mercenaries on, fire. 2 yes. Mercenaries on my PS2 mm-hmm. last year. And um yeah. Oh Mercenaries those, 2 World on Fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was Mercenaries 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which in your head you remember it, it being very modern. But then, like, I played it, like, last year, my PS2, and I could not get the controls out. They were the opposite of everything your brain has learned in modern-day video games. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, so and I know what you mean. This one is is something else. I, I There was one where I was like, I am never going to figure this out. I am never going to get this down. Um, and I think it's pressing B to change guns. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you just... You just press B and you rotate through your guns. Just and, not natural, man. Yeah. It's not natural. And so it's just weird. Um, jumping with clicking in the right stick was a little easier. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, another one. Oh, yeah. And then and then why being a grenade can be problematic. Because sometimes I'll think about it to switch guns, which is a common thing in a lot of modern games. Oh, shit. Did I lose you? My back? My okay. back? Okay, yes. Yeah, I got disconnected for a second. Oh, shit, okay. I said the other one that really gets me is why for it's usually switching guns in modern games, and so I'll drop a grenade. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those games where if you're near your grenade, you take damage. Ah. So, yeah, I get splash damage and stuff like that. So, But I'm making my way through. It's fucking short, Trees. Holy shit. I think I played for two hours and I'm on level six. And I looked and there's only 11 levels. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a short game. Huh. I think the average how long to beat was like three or four hours. So, like, yeah. So, but I'm enjoying it. It's just a fun little retro thing. I think it's take it or leave it for people. But if you happen to have it with, you know. Red Faction 2. I know a lot of people played 1. Don't know that they played a lot of 2. And it seems yeah. like it's going to lead me into Gorilla, right? When we get back to Mars. So, oh, that's right, Gorilla. It's, I think it's on Earth. I, I will admit I'm not following the plot very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, anyway. All right, and last but not least is my next big game that I've been playing. Which is, um, I started Wind Waker. Wind Waker? Yeah. Wait, started it. That's right. You never played it, right? Yeah, I've never played Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Fall in love with it. I think it's the best one. Yeah, well, so I will say I'm playing the uh, HD one. So 
So I'm playing oh, the yeah, HD remake the, on um, on Wii U. That's the best one. And I've heard they've done some quality of life changes. Have you played this version? Yeah, that's the one I beat it on. Okay. I think was the Wii U version. So it yeah, and I'm I'm glad we can talk about this because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure for some reason I couldn't remember if you'd played this or not. So I'm glad we have. So I'll tell you where I'm at because um, I've put some hours into it. Um, it it really kind of enchanted me. So first and foremost, let's just let, let's let's lead with. I feel like people who played Zelda games, who aren't like super Zelda fanatics, really liked the games they played first. So for example, I really like Legend of Zelda one and two mm-hmm. a lot. Three, I didn't have a Super Nintendo with. I've played through it multiple times at this point, but I don't adore it. I don't love it. I'm not like, ooh, Zelda 3 is the greatest game of all time. And I know there's lots of people who think that. Um, I can take it or leave it. It's fine. But I much prefer one. I don't know why. Um, Probably because I grew up playing it, you know? Um, I really liked Majora's. And I've been okay with the other ones. But I didn't love Ocarina. Um, didn't love Breath of the Wild. Um, hmm. never even played Skyward, Skyward Sword. Um, no. I remember starting Twilight Princess, but I really struggled with the controls on the Wii. And a lot of people are saying you need it because I have Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U. People are like, go back and play that with a pro controller. You might find that game's a lot more fun. I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. But I've been mm-hmm. playing through them in order. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. So anyway, Wind Waker never played. Never played it. I had a GameCube, but if you'll recall, I played a lot of the Resident Evil games on it. Never even got Mario Sunshine. Never got Wind Waker. Just wasn't my speed. I didn't love Nintendo's Mm. design with 3D games. Um, So, yeah. So, I wasn't sure what I was going to think about Zelda because I don't love Zelda games, but I don't hate them either. Like, I really like to link between worlds. I really liked the Minish Cap, but I yeah, really Minish Cap didn't... was great. Yeah, Minish Cap was great, but I really didn't like the Game Boy one, Link's Awakening or whatever. Okay. Like that yeah. one that recently got remade on the Switch. Like, I didn't like that game very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I never know whether I'm going to like a Zelda game or not. So I was nervous with Wind Waker. And I really like the aesthetic. And I will tell you, Wind Waker doesn't have the greatest opening. Would you agree with that? Wind Waker, when you wake up on the island, you yeah, little boy, like you're on an you gotta run around. It's really get, slow paced. Get um, some pigs, the controls are a little awkward at first. Hmm. Like I found the controls to be a little awkward at first. Um, I don't remember them, but I never had. I don't well, think I had a problem. Yeah, because first of all, like so. Zelda, like. Like, first of all, they were figuring it out on the GameCube, and then the Wii U always had weird controls. And, like, do you even know what R versus ZR is and stuff like that? Like, <clears throat> it was off-putting at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stuck with it, I, and I was enjoying picking up pigs and corralling yep, yep. them for rupees and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I went off on my adventure, right? The story starts, my sister gets kidnapped, and I'm yes. ready to go off on an adventure. And um, then things started to connect more. Um, I remember going to that first, I wouldn't even call it a dungeon, but I would say the first, like, do you remember when you go to the, the, the island to go save your sister and you got to sneak around and there's those guys with the yes. flappy lips 
And yeah, you're kind of doing wounds. more stealth stuff. Mm. Yeah, because this is where they first in- introduced Bacoblins, right? And yes. uh, Oh, I remember it being really weird where I had to go talk to that guy in the cabin multiple times before he finally fucking gave me a sword. I remember that being <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be that fucking Zelda shit, that Nintendo shit. Where they, or it's really like a Japanese thing where it's like you talk to the guy first time and he gives you all the skills, but he won't give you the sword. You got to talk to him a right. second time and hope he a- answers differently. And I know some people probably got caught up with that. <clears throat> but I did like the sneaking around stuff. And I didn't love that first island where like there's uh, the school kids were kind of funny where you go play and hide and seek with them and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, that's right. The town, right? There's yeah, like, it's like I was like, town. I don't want to do a lot of this side content. Like it just wasn't connecting with me. It seemed kind of chore But I knew it was take it or leave it. The one thing that made me nervous, though, was I was getting pieces of heart. And I was like, fuck, my ability to get mm-hmm. a lot of hearts is going to be yes. based off of my doing the side quest stuff. And I bet that if I get to, like, Ganon, because I'm betting he's the last boss, because uh, I already know he's the one behind all this stuff, because um, it's in the opening cutscene. But I was like, if I get to Ganon, I only have, like, six or seven hearts, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be a problem. <laughs> so we'll see. But um, I really like the boat. I found it was funny. Um, and then how I get the sail, I found funny. Um, I did do a lot of the side content, but some of it I couldn't do till it was night and you have to leave with the boat anyway. So there's a lot of stuff that's like not explained to you until you do it. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I'm finding kind of annoying. So like, like, um, what was it like? I don't know. There, there were some examples where like I would do something and then after I'd done it, it's like, oh, okay, you know, good. You figured out how to do this. Well, you're going to need to know how to do this a lot. So here's like a tutorial that explains how to do this. And I was like, why are you telling me this after I've done it? Or like, why are you tutorializing some stuff so much? And then you're explaining like nothing about other stuff. Like I am struggling a little bit with that, but I'm sticking with it and I'm staying positive. Um, At this point, Trees, I have seen the opening seas or the open seas. And I love that the maps on the tablet, I think that's very useful. Yes. I'm sure I'm not alone. Not having to go into the menus and having all like, your items on the tablet also and being able to switch on the fly with them, I love. I showed my wife something. I was like, Julie, there's something on the tablet where at any time, any time, literally any time, I can click this button called save and it saves my progress. And then it asks me, do I want to keep playing or just quit? Mm-hmm. Why is this not in every fucking video game we play nowadays? No. It's still, some developers just can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. But I love that. Um, and, uh, and I have done two of the temples or dungeons. So I've done the, what's the first one? It's the, uh, I think it's the lava one, right? <laughs> I don't remember okay. at this point. Yeah, the I first mean, one's I like don't a remember. lava style level. And they're big, right? They're not small. They are bigger than the, they're <clears throat> roughly the size of the Deku tree, I, I will say. But the first one mm-hmm. was a lava one where you fight a big lava worm at the end of it. Oh, okay. Yep, and then the yep, second yep. one was the Deku tree where you meet the kids, you do the, the launching mechanic, which at first I didn't think I was going to love, but I got used to it. And especially once you have the leaf, it makes it a lot easier. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did the Deku Tree dungeon, which is that second dungeon. Um, but I had to look something up after the Deku Tree because I wanted to check something, which was if I could go back to the previous town and stuff, if that's a good time for it. And I found out by just looking at chapters on a walkthrough that I'm halfway through all the dungeons. There's only four dungeons in this game. Hmm. That was discouraging. I didn't know I was halfway through this. Well, and I, I guess I'm not halfway through this game, but I kind of am halfway through this game because I'm halfway through the dungeons in this game. But what I haven't engaged with is a large portion of this game is just wandering the high seas and discovering stuff. Yeah, I mean, every grid has a island for yes. the most part or something going on with that. With There's, there's, there's so many little things out there like but that's you know, the game yeah. really it's less of a dungeon to dungeon thing right i mean there's dungeons i mean you find other islands with stuff going on man i'm guessing there are caves and stuff i don't know yeah um, it is things to do <clears throat> so but that's that's the thing so i'm concerned i will say because i don't enjoy much of the sailing mechanic it's not bad. No, I, I love fine. sailing around. Just love it. Adventure in the yeah. high seas. Yeah, I don't love it right now, but I need to give it a chance. So I decided, Trees, that after this part, because I did like these two, um, and you know what? The 3D combat wasn't too bad. That was a little... I was worried that was going to be a little off-putting at first, but it wasn't. Um, but uh, figuring out what the fuck to do in some of these towns, though... That was a little bit of a challenge. I got the bird people, which is the first dungeon where you're, it's not lava. It's kind of like you're up in the air. It's like a combination bird and lava stuff. Yeah, you're (laughs) you're gliding. Figuring out where the, no, there wasn't gliding in that one. That wasn't until the Deku tree. So that was the thing was you're unable to fly and everybody else can. They'd be funny you with shit like that. That's where in the middle of it, you get the grappling hook. That's how they kind of handle it. Um, I didn't love the beginning there trying to figure out what the fuck to do. I could not figure out what the fuck to do. And that wasn't fun. But I didn't have that problem since then. So you have to like talk to a young prince and do this stuff. And that was just yeah. that part I was struggling with. Because don't they tell you you have to go talk to him? What? Isn't that the reason you when you're there, don't they tell you you have to go talk to him? Yes. Where I got stuck was there was a girl and she said to go talk to him. And then he said he right. didn't want to talk to you. And then... So you got to like show him a letter or something. And that I was struggling a little bit with. And then there's another part where the girl gets over, you help her over a ledge. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was like, oh my God, she's in trouble. You have to help her. And what I was supposed to do was know to go get a bottle she had given me and gather water in the flooded area and then go drop it on these red versions of the bomb plants that were over there, which I was just rummaging through. And then it'll let you grow a bomb. And then I had to throw it on a rock that was floating in that river. That was a lot of like, why would you think I would figure this out? It's weird because like, I don't remember having any trouble with any of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, so I wonder if you're just missing cues or something somewhere. Possibly. The one thing I will tell you is I was recently listening to a Retronauts that was talking about Mario Sunshine, and they said that the GameCube was still heavy in guide culture. 
So like there are a couple of puzzles in like Resident Evil and in Mario Sunshine and in Wind Waker and things like that that were like people could figure it out, but they were also designed to sell people guides. And I also mm. have like a tips and tricks like magazine. I have a bunch of those, but I have a tips and tricks magazine from that era. It was PlayStation 2, Xbox, and GameCube. And on each of the systems, like it's just a British magazine that had like a bunch of codes for all these systems. And in each one, they have a headlining game that they give you like a walkthrough guide. And wouldn't you know it, one of those guides is Wind Waker. And I was able to use that to figure out what to do. Although I have seen from just looking at this guide from that area that things have been changed in um, in the Wii U version from the GameCube version. Because one of the things they say is until you buy the expanded wallet, you can only carry 200 rupees. That's not true. I was able to get 500 rupees till I hit my max without buying the expanded wallet. So that must just be a quality of life thing they changed. And mm. some of the other things, you know, are, are a little bit different in the, uh, from the GameCube to uh, one of those was Tingle. I found Tingle in a, in a thing. And then he showed me where his island was. And right. they said that you have to go find all these Tingle things for this and that. And I didn't see any of those things while I was looking at the walkthrough because it was like one of the things that was in the area that I was looking for the walkthrough for. And it goes, make sure you find this Tingle thing if you want to collect them all. And you know me, I like to collect them all. And then mm -hmm. I had to look it up and it turns out they're not in the Wii U version. They handled it a different way in the Wii U version. So mm -hmm. there are differences. So who knows, Trees? But Did you ever find the, um, the little guy that carves toys? That was my favorite thing. I did not find the guy that carves toys, but I did find the guy who likes photographs, and I found the camera. So. Yeah, so you, if you bring some... I, I know where it is. It's like this weird... I don't know if it's off of your original island. I can't remember. I'm thinking it might be, because I think there's like a, a guy little, who makes toys. There is like a weird little tube or an island you go to and you go down this... I can't remember. If you go down there and you give them pictures and money, he makes little figurines of... Oh, like, that is this picture it. guy. Yes, that is this picture guy. Yeah, he's awesome. I just haven't collected pictures. And uh, yeah, he'll make a little toy. That's cool. Toy or anything. I so think I so. Go check you know, that. you know, I like that shit. Yeah, I like that. I know you do. So, <laughs> I I will uh, check it out. So yes, I could see me falling off hard on Wind Waker if I don't love doing the sailing around stuff. But I haven't given it a chance yet. Like I really haven't done it. Right. I just went and did the first two dungeons like right off the bat. I mean, so to, like, to be fair, the the whole thing of the game is centered around sailing and exploring. <laughs> like, that's right. the whole so hook I need to of the game. With that. So I'm going to give it, like I said, I've probably, how long do you think I've put in? To get through two dungeons and stuff like that, plus the island, I've probably put five, six, seven hours into it. So it was... It was fun, it, like the original GameCube version. Um, you didn't have that second screen that sort of had a map and right. you could mock stuff. Like you, we, I literally had like a paper grid, yeah, map, and you kind of jotted down like what was in e each grid so you knew. Mm -hmm. And then you know, with the Wind Waker, you 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 know you stay, you know, you can change the wind direction and shit. Yep. So it's fun. 
I yeah, love it. I, I need to give it more time. So like I said, um, again, I, I haven't given sailing enough time. So what I said was, you know, I need to do a couple sessions where I just say, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so for I, right now I'm going to go exploring. I remember just setting my dude, just setting link sailing and just watching them. Like it was so peaceful. Mm-hmm. Just sailing, man. You're just cruising. Yep. You know, and it so, felt vast back then. I know it's very small, but it felt no, like you were. It looks pretty vast on the map for me. Like it might not compete with some of the bigger maps, but yeah. it looks pretty find, vast, and you don't move that fast through those grids. Yeah. So I remember finding the, the jumping fish. You'd see them in the distance in your telescope. Like, yes, oh, and it says to use bait on them. So I bought a bunch of bait. You feed them. Yeah, you feed them, and then they give you stuff. So when you see the jumping fish, you just need to. You go over and you throw, yeah, you throw food where they are and then throw bait. Okay. And they swim over and they talk to you. And they either, I can't remember. They go down and they give you stuff, or they give you tips away, or they give you, you know tips away. Give you a tile. The first time you feed one in a tile, that's how you fill it in on your map. So that's kind of how I'm going to know where I've been. Yeah, that's right. That's what you do. And I've collected a bunch of treasure hunting maps. So. That's yeah, fun, man. So yeah, explore. So go explore. I'm going to continue on with that. I also decided that my big AAA game is because that's like my retro game, right? Um, right. And my big AAA game is going to be Spider-Man Two, and then my my indie, my B tier game is going to be Saints Row. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. So good. Yeah. So trying out new shit. So we'll see. Nah, good for you. But enough about me, and we'll see how much time I've got because I can tell you right now. This week mm-hmm. and this weekend coming up mm-hmm. are busy, busy, busy. And my wife usually works on Sundays, which allows mm-hmm. me to play a bunch of video games. And in the last three weeks, she keeps getting called off on Sundays. So it keeps changing mm-hmm. my plans because then she's around the house. She obviously wants to spend time with me and I don't blame her. And that's a good thing. But then, and she does let me play games. Like she watched me beat RoboCop for a couple of hours and she let me play for a couple of things. But it's not the same as like when Autumn and I are in gamer mode. Like I get up at like 8 a.m. on Sunday and aside from running to the gym and maybe going out to the store to get stuff for dinner, like I play from like, you know, eight till probably like six at night and maybe an hour of that is me doing other things. Right. And so it's a full day of like eight, eight to 10 hours of gaming. Whereas when she's here, it's like, I play like two hours and then I'm really doing a bunch of other stuff. There's always a football game on and shit like that. So it's different. Mm -hmm. So I hate to say it, honey, but uh, it'd be really great if you had to work this coming up Sunday so I can get some gaming in, but, uh, but yeah, We'll see, but I don't know how much gaming I'm going to get in with uh, with cheerleading, and then we have activities on Saturday, and then she might get oh, off on Sunday. Shit. Yeah. Might be rough for a while. Yeah, but, uh, might be. But yeah, so. But enough about me. What about you, Trace? Mm-hmm. What have you been playing? Um, played a few different things. Real okay. quick, uh, my son discovered Madden out of the blue. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, this is a kid down the street. He goes over there and they play Madden. So he's like, you have Madden? And I was like, I can get Madden. He's like, can you download Madden? It's like, I can. So I downloaded Madden 23. Um, 
which is one that has John Madden on the cover. Yes. So. And I'm, am I correct? That's last year's one, the one that uh, that's the one that's already. on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one on Game Pass wouldn't be the current one, right? Or is that? The I don't current? think so. I, I think know. the current one you can play, you but it's only for a handful of hours. Yeah. So this is the one with Madden, and when you turn it on, it does a cool like tribute to Madden and fucking it has cool. them talking. It's nice. It's actually pretty cool. See, you know, I, I like it. They show clips from the old like Genesis Madden and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So um, we tried playing that together, and he, even though he plays flag football, doesn't really understand the rules of football. Not real football. That makes sense. Yeah. He knows. Especially the nuances that, and stuff. Yeah, he knows that dude has the, has the ball grab his flag. That's about the rules that he knows. Well, they know if they get the ball and every adult's uh, yelling them, yelling at them to run that way. And they run that right. way. That's about what seven-year-olds know about football. Um, at least my son. So, man, he doesn't really know the rules. Like, he doesn't get downs and, like, what you're actually trying to do, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, so like say – so what we do is, like, we play on the same team, you know, and because uh, that's what he likes. So it's like we're both on the same team and – uh He's controlling one of the guys, the blockers, and all the, you know what I mean, the runners or whatever. And I'm usually the quarterback. And what's hilarious is, <clears throat> say the other team throws it, they get a first down and they're running, but then you know I stop them, I tackle them. Right. Even though if the guy ran like 40 yards, my son's like, "Let's go," because I tackled them. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all that matters to him. He doesn't doesn't understand that you know we don't want them to be running down the field like that. He's just like, let's go, Dad. You did good. You you sacked that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, it's fun. Man's fun. It has like the franchise mode where you like if you want to start like a like a character. They sort of have a story mode where you're like a fourth year. Backup quarterback, or, you know, whatever. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, I never like, played it, but I remember you know hearing about I, it on podcasts. I, I like that silly shit. You know, it's like it's like yeah. um, you know, I make a character. What's hilarious though is I made my dude look like a corn-fed quarterback boy, right? Yeah, square jawline, blonde, blonde like pompadours, hair. You know what I mean? Good-looking blue eyes, you know. Obviously, I made him O'Connor, so he's O'Connor, Irish boy. And I, all I wanted was like I wish they had different voices because I'd make give him a like a, you know, it's not what I want to do with my life. You know, I'd give him that southern accent, really make him like. But it's a story mode, so there's constant like your guys talking, so they have to make them ambiguous. Whether you, you know what I mean, whether you. You know, whatever ethnic group you pick, it right. sort of has to sound like him. So it's just funny to have this like cornfed. He's like, he's like, yeah, I know what you mean, dog. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna give it my all, dog. And you're like, oh, okay. It's not what I pictured in my head, my guy sounding like, but okay. <laughs> you know, they try to give him oh, just yeah. enough slang that he's gonna fit every nationality, but it's like. I guess. I don't know. But it's um I skip through that stuff anyways. But it's fun. You know me in the role playing. I like the story. And so yes. 
I yes, do like I've it. I've always been interested in like those story modes and stuff. I just never got around and to you, it. And you, know, you pick your attributes and all that shit. And because the attributes, and you get offers from teams. Mm-hmm. Reminds me when I play NASCAR, right? You get the offers and shit. And um, you look at the contracts, and they're all for like one year with a team, and which team would best suit you. So right now, I, I'm with the, the Seahawks. There you and go. I'm only playing preseason games. You know what I mean? But what I like is I pick quarterback. And so I only play quarterback, which I'm not used to. So I thought something was wrong because all of a sudden, like, I do my, like, you know, my, my, say I did four, you know, four plays and I'm out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then all of a sudden the game, like, fast forwards. And all of a sudden you're back and, like, you know, the next time I'm up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the quarterback. I'm not on the field like for kicks or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was weird, but I like it too because it makes the games go fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Madden 23, Madden. But it's frustrating like always because I'm not a big football head. So it's like I pick plays that I want to do and then they either work out or they don't work out. You know, like whatever. Or you're like, why did my guy drop that? Or where'd that guy come from and intercept it? That's bullshit. I don't know. It's a bunch of that stuff. It's fun. I like it. I like my, my character. <laughs> like my dude I made. Um, played that. Um, more Call of Duty, obviously. Modern Warfare. And um, <clears throat> Little Caesars update, Fred. Oh, yeah. So, unfortunately, the paper receipt that I got for but my good friend, Sean Freeman, that I uploaded, it just never, nothing ever came of it. I uploaded it and it said pending and like, we'll get back to you. And no one ever got back to me on it. Motherfuckers. Damn. I feel bad. And, um, <clears throat> and so I did, I did what I didn't want to do. Right. Cause I already had one code. God, we fi- well, no. Yeah, I know. And this is so from aging Gren. So I had to bite the bullet. I downloaded the app. All right. Set it up. I ordered some breadsticks in Rhode Island, and I never picked them up. I just ordered them, and I got my code, and now I have my pizza operator skin. Cost me four bucks. Well, and wouldn't you know, mm-hmm. um, I just never had a chance to get – see, my wife's on a health kick, right? Like, it's bad timing because I'm always like – Let's get some. Let's get some. Let's get some little seasons. Yeah, and remember, I was going to do it last Sunday, but then she got called yes, off work, yeah. and then she's there. And uh, she's like, "Can't get little Caesars for, you know, if we're going to get yeah. pizza." She did the she did the horrible thing. Not only did she not get little Caesars, but yeah, she yeah. got pizza for them, and then had me eat healthy. Same thing today. I was like, "I'm going to get awesome. some some pizza for lunch," and she goes, "No, let's do a salmon salad instead." Let's go healthy. We'll make Autumn a pizza. So she got a pizza, but I didn't. She got a pizza, yeah. And then, um, and so <laughs> this coming up Tuesday was going to be my my final opportunity because it's me and Autumn. And Julie not only works, but even if she doesn't go into work, which she will because they never call her off on, like if they called her off on a Tuesday, she's not going to say no. It's only on Sundays she cares. Um, but, uh, but she has a night out with the girls 
on Tuesday. So I was like, oh, I can order a little Caesars for trees and I can get <laughs> and I can finally get my pizza on because my wife's been on this health kick. Right, right. But well it sounds like sounds like I got the Yeah. Yep, I got my um Oh well. Yeah. I got the operating I took good I took a good long fucking time, so I don't blame you. It, you know, you did you did what you could. I think. You thought about it. And that's that's something. I I I just don't think people realize how hard it is to get something (laughs) like that. It's very uncommon in my house. (laughs) Like it just is. Mm. So uh, it's very hard to find that opportunity. But let me show you. Let me show you. Oh, never mind. Oh, wait a second. Is it raining out? It's raining out. I'm like, what's that sound out my window? I got scared for a second. I'm in the basement. Mm-hmm. It scared the shit out of me. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Um, hold on, let me send you this real quick. Sure. There you go. You see how badass this is? So badass in person. This is, that might go eventually. We'll just sit there. So, um, yeah, so I continue to play that game. I like the multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. But that game has become, to me, and I've talked to several friends at work, it's like become zombie game. Yeah. Like that's your we turn one? that, yeah, that zombie mode, there is something about that DMZ zombie mode that is very addictive, right? And it's, yes, it's the whole thing of going in, getting shit and, and then getting out, right? That that sort of pressure of, like, getting out. But then you throw in, like, this zombie sort of thing and you're being dropped in the middle of it, right? And again, role-playing, if you're like me and you, like, you have your own narratives in your head, there's something, there's something exciting about being dropped into this zombie apocalypse and doing, doing your business and then getting out. And then what makes it even more harrowing is I do it by myself. Right? I don't it, it's made for squads. That's what the game's right. that's yeah. what that mode is for squads. <clears throat> um but yeah, I I think that picture went through. Okay. By the way. You see uh, how, there it is. how dope it is. How dope it is in actual you see that thing actual action there. Just, I know, love it. How badass that, that does is. look cool. I won't lie. It does look pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's nice. just when you know what it is. See, I don't think people, I don't think, uh, I don't think everybody knows what it is when you're playing. So it's even better the, when you realize the, it. But when you know what you're looking for, yeah. Well, he has the, um, the like, you know, the skin tight, like, shirt on. So right. sleeves sticking out there, whatever that stuff's <laughs> called, that that you know, moisture wicking fucking shirt. Whatever. I know what you're talking about. I have no but idea what it's called. You can't yes. you can't tell, but it, it looks like it has like orange patches on it. Like, but those are actually like little pizza slices outlines. <laughs> you oh, see? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty brilliant. Pretty good. It's a good skin. It's a great skin. Um. Anyways, so. The the amount of fun I've had going into zombies mode solo, mm-hmm. 
in doing shit and getting out. Like literally today, Fred, I was in the tier two zone, which is rough. It was the only place for an exfil. And when you pop the exfil, you know, it's like a little horde mode real quick. Like mm-hmm. you got to sort of like make it like a minute. And I got overwhelmed. And, but when they down you, right? So when you get like down, you can crawl around for a little bit. Because if you have a partner, they can heal you. That's, what, that's why you can crawl around. But if you're by yourself, you basically can just give up. Um, but when you are crawling, the zombies ignore you. So it's not like, you know, uh-huh. other shows where they just continue to eat you. It's like once they down you, they like walk away. As a, so literally the helicopter was landing. I got downed. Um, I could only crawl. And I literally crawled onto the back ramp of the helicopter with two seconds left. Like literally it was lifting off the ground as like I got onto the ramp. And I crawled wow. on and I made it. And it was fucking, I was standing up. I was standing up because I had a lot of shit with me um, to bring out. Because anything you get like um, like a vest, like a plated vest or like a bigger backpack and a bunch of perks, mm-hmm. you carry those into the next game. If you if you exfil with those, you put them in your inventory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all the guns. And if you lose them, then you lose everything. <laughs> so it's like it was a big deal. Um, you know? Um so here's what's funny about this, Fred, is that I've been looking up online zombies mode solo. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's becoming quite a thing. It's oh. becoming quite like a weird meta game of like playing it solo. So much so that this whole guides now, YouTube guides of like going into tier three solo, like making it into doing tier three stuff and tier two stuff by yourself in completing the game, which is, it's not meant to do Jesus, yeah. solo. Um, <clears throat> so now it's becoming like itch. <laughs> a thing. Yeah. Because so I think I said the, the basic loop last time, but it's basically you land in tier one, which is the outer rim and you scavenge for stuff that you can sell, but you also do these little contracts, little, little mini missions. And those will earn you money and then like extra perks. Like there's perks, you like little cans of soda that all do different things. You pop those. It's like a roguelike, right? You add that perk for your run, you know, uh, whether it's like, oh, instant headshots or your stamina is up or, you know what I mean? You can just stack different ones and um, whatever. <clears throat> and the goal, the goal is obviously the story missions you, won't, you can do. Uh, but if you're just trying to get loot, the good loot is in the center, obviously. That's how these things always work. Right. Um, so this station's called Pack-A-Punch. That's what I couldn't think of last week. But there's these weird stations called uh, Pack-A-Punches. And what those do is they upgrade your weapon to a different tier. So you have tier one weapon. And then you can also um, upgrade those colors, right? You remember that? You green Kind of like a Fortnite too, right? Like the, the weapons have different colors, but they're still tier one weapons. They're just all the way powered up. But the, in order to go to tier two and be effective, you got to pack a punch it. And that gives it like a, a new skin. And now you're ready to go in tier two. And it's still a little difficult. And then when you're in tier two, obviously all those missions are a little tougher, but you get more money. 
and the zombies give you more money and there's better loot. And then there's a pack of punch machine in tier two that will tier three your weapon. And then you can eventually get into the tier three, right? Which is crazy when you get in there. Then it's chaos and there's giant bosses. Every tier has different tier like mini bosses. Uh, and the big boss is on in, in the middle of three. Um, and obviously, you level in your weapons all the time. You get in different weapons. And if you bring all that shit out, I don't know. It's just fun. It's a fun loop. It's a very roguelike experience, right? Because if sure. you die, you lose all your shit. But if you keep your shit and you get out, you can bring it in. Um, and it obviously makes your next run a lot easier to get to the center if you start with a bunch of stuff. Um so there's tricks by yourself, and this is what I've learned to do. Um, you can run pretty fast. And if you don't stop, uh, the zombies can't catch you, right? Um, you can also run up ladders and jump off, and you always have a parachute anytime you want. So you can ev- evade them by climbing up shit, jumping off, parachuting the where you need to be. Um, except for hellhounds. If there's a hellhound chasing you, that, that's trouble. You got to shoot <laughs> just, just go. You gotta shoot those fuckers so they explode because they they can run you down. So um, so here's what here's what I figured out, right? Um, there's things called wall buys. They're little guns outlines on walls, and you can buy guns from there. Um, in the in the inner ring, in the third tier ring, if you buy a wall buy from there, it's gonna be legendary. It's gonna be orange tier, right? Mm-hmm. High high level. So, what I do is, um, I run around tier one by myself, and I sh- shoot zombies and I sell shit and get money. You need five grand to buy a wall wall buy. Um, you can do bounty missions, which you got to kill like a little mini boss. But by yourself, you can kind of do it if you take your time because there's no time limit on them. You can wear him down and if you get out of his aggro zone he'll wander back you know what i mean so you can kind of keep luring him out and whatever um anyways you get that money then you look at the map and you try to find a wall by in the red zone that's sort of near the closest to the the outer rim of the red but still in the red right Mm -hmm. then you take a car and you just fucking drive Beeline. You get you drive beeline through the yellow, through the tier two, you go right into the red, right? There's things called decoy grenades. They simulate gunfire. Those are your best friend. Zombies will follow those no matter what. You pop a decoy grenade, you run to the wall by, you buy that weapon, you hop back on your car, get the fuck back to tier one. But now you have a gold weapon. And now you can do some work in tier one, do a few bounties, get in the tier two. See what I'm saying? Rinse and repeat. It can be done. I have done it with zero weapons, Fred. I have done it where I've lost all my weapons from one run. I have gone into the game with fists. Fists. And I have insane. And I've scavenged really quick and found whatever gun. Sometimes they'll give you a pistol. I think you can default if you want them to give you a pistol, but I went in with fists just to see if I could do it. And I found a weapon pretty quick, which was lucky. And then um, I was able to get that money. And then I was able to get in there and get me. It's fun. It's fucking fun, friend. I don't know. 
my friends are like, why are you playing by yourself? You can join our crew. And I'm like, I don't like taking orders. All right? <laughs> yeah, you can play anything you want. The problem with people that are really into it uh-huh. and they're doing missions, it's no fun. I've gone in with some friends that are really into it. And you go in there and all they're doing is telling you how to play. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we're going here. Oh, all right, yeah, guys, definitely. throw that. Throw that. We got to do this, that. Okay, great. Okay, everybody in the car. We're going, we got to get out of here. We got to find a pet. Okay, go. It's like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I paid money for this game. I don't need, I don't want to fucking be told how to fucking play. Um, That's fair. And I get it. It's like, you know, there's ways, but you know, do you know what I'm saying though? There's something mm-hmm. fun about my own narrative. <clears throat> Going in by myself and doing that shit and getting out. Getting out is a big thing. Getting sure. the fuck out is like, woo. Um, it's fun. And that game continues to be great. I don't know what all the fussing's about. I think it's fun. Then in single player mode, I run around, I run around in free for alls with my, my pizza guy. It's insulting. Insulting to everybody because he's bright orange. You can see him a mile away. Hell and yeah. I painted all my, I have orange skins for my guns. Everything's fucking orange. Fuck you. And uh, pistols. I can't get away from the pistols, Fred. I use the handguns. And I do very well with them. And um, <clears throat> I win matches with them. I got. I have one now. I forget what it's called. TVR or something. Or T, something like that. And it's just a hand cannon. Like when I shoot, the recoil like goes over my head. Like it's like... But if you blast somebody with that thing, it's very satisfying <laughs> to see wow. them go down in one shot, like boom. But I got to use it to get the upgrades because now I got like a barrel and a muzzle fort that helps with range and recoil reduction. Right. So we'll get we'll get in there. I just need the trigger. There's a hair trigger that makes it shoot a little faster because it's like boom, boom. <laughs> like it's slow. So if you miss. And then it has a um, it has a barrel for like reloading. You know what I mean? It has to take the mm-hmm. barrel out, put a new one on. So it's like it's uh, not the fastest, but it's satisfying and uh, good times, man. It's good times. And when you die by me, and you see my my emblem that says "hot and ready" with like flames under it and a little <laughs> pepperoni, and I put the pepperoni pizza. Um, charm on all my guns. So I got this big orange gun and it just has a pepperoni pizza with a skull charm hanging, dangling from it. So when you see my replay of me killing you, that's that's what you get. Hot and ready, flaming. Love it. With a gun with a little pizza, pizza thing hanging off. <laughs> oh God. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Um and then Let's see. The last thing I played, Fred, and I played a couple hours of this, is a game called, I believe it's called, let me make sure I had it right. No, it's Under the Sea. Under the Waves. Wait, what? Not Under the, Under the, Under this, Under the Sea. No, (laughs) Under the, yeah, that sounded terrible. No, Under the Waves. Under the Waves. Um, Okay. So, this is a game by um, Quantum Dream, I believe. Okay. 
or it's published by Quantum Dream, and it's I think it's made by Parallel Studios, which is an offshoot, like a little a little offshoot, right? Does that sound right? Of 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 Quantic Dream, you know. So uh, let's see here. Who is Parallel Studios? Let me click uh, on this. It's an independent game development company founded in Paris by four seniors who previously worked in studios such as Ubisoft, Don't Nod, Eden Games, or Quantic Dream. So Quantic Dream go. just paid to put their game out and mm-hmm. they made Under the Waves, which is, but that's a good pedigree. I love yeah. that stuff. Um, yeah, this is a game fly rental. Okay. I'm playing on, um, it's for all the systems, it's for, you know, all the systems there, but I'm playing it on, um, my, my series X playing for Xbox. Um, and it is a, Hmm. It's an adventure game, Mm -hmm. but it's in the vein of, I don't want to say a walking simulator because I don't want to discourage because you are, because it is underwater, so you're you're swimming and in a sub and stuff. But it has the feel of something like um, Firewatch in tone, like the tone of like the the music and sort of like the narration, like you know what I mean. Like the tone of it is very mm-hmm. Firewatch. <clears throat> um, you're a guy, Stan, and you basically have taken this job in an underwater like lab. Um, and you're sort of like a handyman, sort of, and you're down there and you're doing repair missions and, and investigating things, and you're down there by yourself. So that's why I say it's sort of like a lot of talking to himself, um, and you talk to like your boss through a speaker all the time, mm-hmm. um, or you're talking to your ex-wife or current wife that you're sort of running from you talk to her on the this sort of like it's like a telephone the tech in the in the game sort of looks a weird mix and match of like kind of old looking stuff but very modern and so the thing he's talking to on looks like an old computer sort of um but the tone is very much like when firewatch used to talk to that girl every night in your tower do you remember that when you played Firewatch, yes, yes, you would every night when you were back in your tower, you Delilah I don't or whatever. <laughs> um, but the tone is very much that, right? Okay. Um, in it's a small crafting game, like you're collecting. It's very environmental, like the people. Um, it's in conjunction with um, some company. I, I think it's like an environmental thing because it's it's plastered everywhere, and I can't think of the name now, but you see it everywhere. There's like a poster hanging up in your place. And at the beginning, there's sort of like a little like thing you can read about it. Um, so there's a little environmental thing down there too. We are always picking up like plastic and shit and, mm-hmm. and debris. And you can use that stuff to craft like stuff. And um, yeah, it's just, and you have, it, it's just a cool chill game. Um, and as far as I can tell, it's not like a survival horror. There's no like, enemies and there's no there's places you're walking around sometimes that feel like it's supposed to be sort of airy but there's no danger involved right there's no supernatural thing trying to get you there's no it's not like you know a game of any kind it's i guess if anything if you want to get deep it's it's the it's him struggling with his past 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And um, so it is these nightmares all the time that you kind of play and um, sort of like he's like lost. And the gist of it is he's running from um, it seems like it's the loss of a child. So he's him and his wife that he talks to every night. Like they haven't, he hasn't been around for three years and mm-hmm. he's basically not facing it. And so he took this job down there to be, you know, to be alone. And uh, yeah, I think the game will deal with a lot of like death stress because he's always having dreams about his daughter and stuff. And, and, you know, um, and yeah, it's a mission based game. So you wake up in the morning and you check your missions and uh, there's simple things, everything from like the, the pressure on this, one of these biodomes is fucked up. So you just, you take your little sub over there and then you like turn a knob, you know what I mean? And put it in the green and you're done or investigate this, these cargo shipment things that fell and you go and you scan them like very simple things like that. Um, for now, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like crafting, right? You have to, you find everything you find, you can use the craft, like, you know, oxygen upgrades and stuff and repair kits and stuff like that. Um, but it's very much story driven. It's very much like everything you do when you're talking and, you know, contemplating shit or, you know, um, and yeah, there's, there's a slight mystery going on to stuff. Like I just found a sub that was in a cave and you're like, how did this fucking get here? You know, and there's stuff like that. There's like, they're leading into like, there's some weird stuff going on down where I'm at. Um, but it's pretty neat to be like in your little sub and then you sort of pan around and there's a giant blue whale like swimming around and you can see its silhouette. Yeah. I like the visuals on here. Yeah. It's, it's no, that's fine. Yeah. It's very peaceful and cool, but it's definitely feels little low budgety. Like some things, sure. like sometimes this texture pop in, like some shit, there's no texture for a little bit and then it pops in and some of the facial animations and stuff don't match up and, and stuff like that. So you can tell it was like a small project and someone said um, they beat it in like four hours or something. Like the story, if you just do like, just go by the numbers, like it had a late title card, which I appreciated. I really love late, a late, 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 late late title card um like like i like like my dude never changes what he's wearing i think that's hilarious <laughs> you know what i'm saying like he's in a scuba diving suit but when you go back to your little habitat he has like a wetsuit and like a red beanie on mm-hmm. I'm and i just that, like yeah. and i just like that it's like time to go to bed and he just like gets in bed and like crawls you know curls up with his diving suit and beanie on yep. and then in the morning he gets up and he's still wearing it I, I like how they're like yeah we don't have the i don't think we have the budget to have him have a wardrobe he's just gonna wear his wetsuit to bed with his red beanie um it's cool you find stuff out you can find um this is stuff i like you know so like i found like a a guitar case in a sunken like plane and i picked it up and now it's in my little habitat and i can like play the guitar oh nice. it's like a little mini rhythm game and yeah, there's little things like that, like stuff you find. You have like a collection of stuff, and you can look at it. and And I do like you'd appreciate this. Every morning you get up, and you can you can do a routine. Like it tells you to make coffee. So every morning you go and you you have a little coffee go. maker, and you drink a cup of coffee <laughs> before you get your missions. It's like the real. Um, world. It's like the real world. 
Um, I was thinking it today when I was playing it tonight before we uh, did the show. It's just something cool about the openness of it and like the chill of it. And you just yeah. cruise in your little sub, and then you can just pop out of your sub, swim where you want, and then when you get back to your habitat, there's something very um. They've nailed they've nailed the atmosphere of being alone. Very much like if you were playing a game where you're in a space station by yourself. You know what I mean? They've nailed that sort of like coming back to the mm-hmm. space station by yourself and you you know, you go in and it's cool. I like it. I'm gonna finish it for sure. Especially since I don't think it's that long. Um again, there's stuff you can I think there's it's as long as you want. Like I think you can explore a lot thinking. more yeah. if you want. Cause it looks like it's a pretty big map. And because you're so slow, right? You're a diver. And so, you know, it's, you know, takes a little bit to get around and stuff. And um, yeah, I like it. I dig it. You can take pictures. There's also a catalog of like sea life and there's missions to take pictures of shit. So you can, you just go around all day and like try to take pictures of stuff if you want. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it, you yeah, can really make of it what you want mm-hmm. to. You know what I mean? And, um, and it is very much like almost you could swap this for space in a way, right? Uh, the mechanics, because it's like you kind of float around. But if you get near a flat surface, he has like magnet boots. Mm-hmm. So when you get somewhere like like um, horizontal, you know what I mean? You, you hit the Y button and you like all of a sudden you like stick to the ground. And then you can walk around like a normal adventure game. Like I found a nice. sub today. And once you're in it, you just you kind of just walking around in the sub. Yeah. Normal. But then when you hit like like a ladder where you have to go so well, then you just unstick and swim up and then stick back to the ground. So it's, it's neat. It's a fun game. It looks like I said, it is not the greatest looking game as far as it has a little jank, but the look of when you're out and swimming around the sea life and stuff like, you know, there's always like a school of like, like uh, sea turtles around mm-hmm. like your habitat, like above it. So it's stuff like that. It's, it's pretty neat. And, um, yeah, I really like it. It seems it seems to be well received from what I was reading about it. I, I never heard of it. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, but, I haven't uh, heard from it, but or heard of it before now. But yeah, it did seem to uh, um, be pretty well liked. I think average scores are a seven, which I know some people think of that as a negative thing, but a seven no. is a very good score to me. So I think you know, I think walking simulator is a turnoff saying that because. You can obviously tell by looking at it that it's not like you're doing, you're more active, you know, but the tone of like the inner dialogue and the, in the story and the music, mm-hmm. you know, the sad music all the time. It's very much a walking simulator. It's very much all I could think of is it, it, it just kept giving me firewatch vibes, like the tone of it, like the way you talk and the way, you know, you talk to your girl and uh, the way you talk to your boss here and there and you're alone you know what i mean yeah. it's like very much those vibes but um yeah if anybody's wondering under the waves i could have sworn i i chose it for the playstation 5 but they sent me the xbox one disc but i can't imagine there's much difference in a game like this so I on those systems not yeah um... yeah and it just came out it's not like an old game it just in 2023 just came out not long ago yeah. um and uh, that's um, yeah. There was playing. a PS5 version, so who knows? Yep, 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 
And get it Something dope. toggled trees. Something got toggled. Yeah, actually, it just came out in, at the end of August, so it's not that old at all. No, and, no, it's not that old. Under the waves, my friend, and that's what I've been. Cool. It is cool. It's very cool. This, you know, it's the reason um, I'm paying for GameFly if is for stuff like this, because I can just browse through and go, "What is this? I've never seen this before." You know what I mean? Oh yes, and, um, and it's not stuff I've seen in the game passes and stuff. So, yeah, GameFly has a lot of little hidden gems too. Yeah, I actually, um, when you mentioned that, uh, and and yes, GameFly does. Um, when you mentioned that, I just recently dropped my PlayStation membership down to um, the standard. Hmm. Costs eighty bucks. That's gonna it's get not charged cheap. In, uh, I'll get charged, I think, in early January when my subscription's yeah. up. But, but yeah, it is what it is. I was looking for PSN memberships to uh, go on sale or something for Black Friday, but mm, no, nope. Sony's not doing that this year. Nope, nope, nope. They're going to get that full price. I will say this. They're pumping out these weird like a dragon spinoffs. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Ah, these things. Sega's good. There's one the man with the man with no name or something. I'm like, what is this? And I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, this looks like a Yakuza game. So and sure was enough, the, I was like, this was the game that I played the demo of at PAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tells the it story of what Kiryu was up to during yeah. uh, Like a Dragon. Wild, wild. And then it's like, then there's one Like a Dragon something where it looks like samurai, like ancient. So that came out a long time ago. On is PS3 it? Yeah. in Japan only. Oh, so and now this they... is the HD remaster. Whatever. Either way, I look that at one I've heard is tough to die. Like a lot of people don't love that one. The man mm. with who erased his name or whatever. That one uh, I've heard positive things about, and I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I've decided that I need to give probably sooner than later Yakuza Zero another go. I tried it on Game Pass, didn't love it, but I have recently discovered, believe it or not, that I own all the Yakuza games just in different places. I have Yakuza 0, Kiwami 1, and Kiwami 2. Mm-hmm. No, I have Yakuza 0 on Steam, and then I have Kiwami 1 and 2, and 3, 4, 5, and 6 on PlayStation, and then I have 7, like a dragon, on xbox no no it upsets me is um dead space is on game pass right now like it is (laughs) (laughs) damn it yeah but do you not have game pass i forget i do have game pass i have all the subscription services i'm just saying that dead space was the game i bought oh that's right i bought it when it came out yeah yeah yeah. and you know me i don't buy many new games yep i'm like you were talking about it. I'm like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy some Dead Space. And I bought it. That's on Game Pass. It is. But mm-hmm. EA was going to do that. It's really on Game yep. Pass because EA put it on EA Play or whatever. But. And then uh, coming soon, which I'm very interested in, is Steam World Build. Yeah, a lot of people talk about that. Never played the Steam World games, but I know they're excellent. Yeah, but this looks nothing like it. But... Probably every Steam World game is different. Yes, I did know that. I think it, 
I think it's clever, you know? So this was a building. This is like a... Yeah, because there was... Um, remember on the PS3, they had the Pixel Junk team? And they always had different stuff. There was Pixel yeah. Junk Monster. Oh. Pixel Junk Shooter. Um, speaking on Sims real quick. I don't want to make this too... I won't make this no, long at okay. all. But uh, Car Mechanic Simulator 2021 20, uh, update, Brad. Yeah. A new DLC pack just dropped. Oh, okay. More, I believe they're Mercedes Benzes. More Mercedes Benzes. I think nice. there's two cars. Two cars, maybe. I think it's like six bucks. And I bought it. I own two pages of DLC now for Car Mechanic. Like, I have to scroll to a different page to look at all my downloaded packs. There you go. For Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. Um and that's it. That's all I have to say about that. That game continues to be excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good chill, chill game. Take off some ties, fix some brakes. All right, rebuild the car. You know, I built the Dodge Charger the other day from scratch. I fucking put it in my, put it in my parking garage. Um, there you go. There's your little update on that one. More CMS. That game yep. continues to impress as to how it can uh, yep. keep up with. Uh, <laughs> just keeps going. So keeps going. Um, and real quick, uh, one last thing. I know we were going to get away without a three-hour episode, and here we are. Uh, but I wanted to mention it because we're at the end, and we didn't talk about uh, Scoop. But I wanted to mention real quick oh, yeah. about uh, the Sony uh, Portal, or what is it? The Sony God, I Por- Portal. You're right, Portal. Okay. So he You're going to say portable. And that would yeah, I want to say PSP, but it's, yeah. yeah and I it know. is. It's the, yeah. But, um, but no. he picked this up, and uh, his purpose for it was with, he's got, um, he's got a newborn, and he needed opportunities to play games where he needs to be on the fly, or he can't, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get to the TV, or he's waiting for kids to fall asleep. Right, pacing, things like that. So he had a very clear use case. And so he didn't have expectations of all the various things you can do with it. His goal was to play PlayStation games on the go in his house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he does with it. He did mention that he has um, fiber at 300 Mbps. Um, I think that has something to do with it's connection. He said he wasn't noticing any lag or anything like that, but because it's a streaming signal, he definitely noticed compression. Um, but <clears throat> he said that he, he didn't really notice any issues. Um, I think what it really comes down to is basically the speed of and distance you are from your router to your device and whether or not your PlayStation is hooked up wired or wireless, I think those are going to be the things that are going to make the biggest difference to you. He didn't seem to have any issues. Um, I have heard mixed things, so I think it comes down to your house. If you have Wi-Fi issues now, you'll probably have them in the future. The other thing, though, is, you know, it's kind of like you were talking about trees. Like, if you have a good enough device that's either playing on this or playing not at all, then there's your answer. And um, as long as the lag doesn't bother you too, too much, you should be fine. He seemed to have a lot of positivity. He did say that the screen looks pretty good. 
Um, mm-hmm. He said it was holding about 75% of the brightness of his iPhone. Um, and he said that um, sunlight didn't have a big effect on it, which I think is, is another factor you're going to think about when you're on the move and moving throughout your house. Um, he seems pleased with it, as is, I think, anyone who wants it for this particular purpose, which is simply put, you want it for the undocked version of the Switch, right? Like, um, it's obviously not going to work as well as that because it's not native. And I do believe it only supports 30 frames a second because the streaming only supports 30 frames a second. So depending on that, you might get some trails, I think I've heard, where if it's running at 60 frames a second and you're running it at 30, you can see some streaking and stuff like that. He didn't mention it. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. And he talked about even playing Fortnite and having fun. So... I think what I would say to people is you're going to hear some discouraging things because I think a lot of reviewers, there's two things that cracked me up. Digital Foundry was talking about. The first thing is a lot of reviewers don't know what their device is that they have. And that's because we are more and more growing into a world where video game reviewers, and especially on the hardware side, do not understand the tech they're reviewing, right? And what I mean by that is I don't think video game reviewers should talk about frame rate or HDR or things like that with much depth unless they're like a digital foundry or something because they don't understand the devices they're reviewing. And so that comes to head here where a lot of places either misrepresented what they were doing, what they were streaming, um, or what they were doing with it because they either wanted it to be a different type of device, do something that it's not designed to do, or they didn't understand how it works, right? They didn't understand how it sets up, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so because of that, you know, you will hear a lot of mixed things. And and I don't know. I think if you know what you're getting it for, do I, you want a two hundred dollar screen? Yeah, that's it's funky looking. You know what it's I mean? A it's dual it's, shock control, a dual sense controller in there, right? Like, yeah, it's just, there are other it's solutions, but not ones that are going to be a dual sense with a screen on it. I think I can on. even do this with my Vita, but it becomes like, well, what's a fucking Vita cost these days? Because they have an aftermarket, because people hack them and turning them turn them into crazy things and their screen's not as large as this but yeah i think my vita can and it has no lead screen do mm-hmm. the same streaming as anything else this just gives you an all-in-one device that allows you to encompass it the other thing people were talking about but it does not do this now is maybe sony will create a way where instead of using the internet and the traditional streaming methods you can direct connect using your wireless sorry, your, your internet in your house only instead of having to go through the internet, right? Because it's doing that ineffective thing where it's using the, the internet instead of direct connecting. But maybe Sony can later update by using like an app or something like they used to do. Do you remember they used to do that with the PSP and the yes. PS3? Where your PS3, PSP little. could direct connect to your PS3 yes. instead of using the web and it worked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they could do something like that with this which will improve and already it sounds like for certain people, good scenario anyway. To me, it's simple. If you think this is a device you need, 
buy it. Make sure you buy it mm-hmm. at a big box retailer like Best Buy or something or Walmart. Walmart's probably your smartest one. Go try it in your house. If you find that the connection's not good enough for you, put it back in the box. Be careful because somebody else is probably going to want to own it and return it. Right? Yeah, I I was looking at it like um, I was interested with uh, like the cabin. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like bring it up to the cabin and then I would sort of have, you know, a PlayStation up there. But I'm oh, not up to, to the cabin enough. Through the cabin, I think you're going to run yeah. into a fuck ton of lag that yeah, makes you it think not so. fun. I'll be honest with you. I tried to stream at hotels, at work, and various other places from my PS4 to my Vita. And while I could mm-hmm. get it to connect, it was only a matter of time till it fell out of sync and became really? problematic. Within my own house, I didn't really have much issue. Which is hilarious, right? Because, because like, Way back in the day with my PSP, mm-hmm. I would stream from my my PS3 to my PSP at hotel rooms, and it worked fine. Well, and, and so perhaps, either we're going backwards. Perhaps the difference backwards. is your location. Like Kansas City is centrally located to nothing in the tech world. Mm. Um, and I and and I know Scoop has better experience with streaming services in his house, you do too. You guys are a little closer to that East Coast hub. So, in fact, a lot closer. You are especially, but Scoop is as well. He's a lot closer Mm. to the East Coast than Kansas is. So, um, he's even in the Eastern time zone. So, that may be a factor. Um, That's Mm. why, for me, it's if I can direct connect in my house. Within my house... I have Google Fiber, so I know I got the speeds, and it is gigabit Wi-Fi, and I'm wired my PS5 to my my thing. So if I can direct connect, I think I'll be okay. Um, maybe if I can even direct connect, you know, that would be another great thing is if I can direct connect just as like a um, peer-to-peer with my PS5, but without going through the whole web infrastructure thing. So I guess we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I can tell you like it didn't go great for me, hmm. but your mileage may vary. You know, I would like to maybe I worth like giving to, it a go and then returning yeah, it if it doesn't work well. I would like to play with one. So see what you can do. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think with that, we will wrap it up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Hope everybody's good, and uh, now it's just a wild, mad dash, right, of holiday shopping and getting your ducks in a row before the uh, holidays. So, before that, that, that Christmas, uh, that Christmas time. So, um, but uh, actually, we've got a lot of stuff leading up to it. So, I don't know. I think it's right. going to be that wild holiday stuff. So, it's already snowed once for us. So, oh, anyway. yeah, no, not for us. Not yet. Yep. Not yet. But all right. Well, then with that, I think we will call it a night. So until right. next week, happy gaming. Later.